Thanks for listening to the Midwest Flyways podcast. This podcast is brought to you by Soundgear, the best hearing protection on the market. Don't be like your dad who can't hear a thing. Choose selective hearing instead. Go to soundgear.com to protect your hearing today. All right, welcome back. Bienvenidos a la Midwest Flyways podcast. Uh, we have a very special guest in house tonight. Joey's here. He's rocking the turtle tat. He's feeling good. Joey does have a thigh tattoo. It is a turtle. Um, it's very nice. And when he wears the short shorts, it's like a proud, you know, it's a proud thing. Yeah, yeah. dude. Guys, we're going to do this. You're going to show me that right before we get the podcast. Get me all hot and bothered. I know, dude. We're going to get those loins frothy. Uh, I mean, and uh, and <laughs> who is hot and bothered here on the podcast <laughs> is Ben Bredingen. Ben, thank you for joining us. Ben works for Onyx Hunt, which is the only option for mapping. It's not better. Well, they so you, you're in the hospital, and in order to leave the hospital, they got to show you a few videos, right? Mm. Okay. Well, at least they, they didn't did. do that for me. Well, wow. so one of them was like CPR. It's like, okay, this is great. And then one of them was a video about why, you, like, don't shake your baby. And mm. I was like, who the hell would shake their baby? Like, come on. And then now you now like two weeks and it's like, <laughs> like I am utilizing some of the things I've learned in this video. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Dude, the, the first thing they asked us, they're like, okay, you ready for checkout? Yep. Have you or your wife had any thoughts of killing yourself or the baby? I was like, what the fuck? Are you serious? You're insane. And then all of a sudden, week, day four at home, I'm like, oh, (laughs) can I retract my answer? (laughs) Can I switch my answer? Is that too late? Just too sleep deprived. Fuck. Have you yelled at him yet? Her? Her. Him? Her. Her. Yeah. Girl dad. Yeah. Well, it's, it's not like yelling. It's like. Can you please shut the fuck up? <laughs> like, I literally just stop. Like, I don't know why you're crying. Like, if you're, if you're fed, your diapers changed. Like, nothing's wet on you. Like, just gassy. Like, yeah, gassy, dude. There's just so many bubbles. Yeah, I yeah. hate that shit. You, yeah. you know what I did? I yelled at her. So I'm a great dad already. And uh, yeah. she's just screaming. Like, her cries change now. After like week five. Is it like the blood curdling? Yep. Yep. Yeah. It's uh blood curdling. And my wife, of course, was gone. So I'm oh. home alone with this baby and a dog that just got hit by a car. So I'm like, just fucking, I'm in the, like, my dick is in the dirt, dude. Oh yeah. I'm, it's raining dicks. Yep. Yeah. It's raining, it's raining dicks down there, <laughs> Joey. If it was raining titties from the sky, I'd catch a dick to my face, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so, <laughs> so. That's too good. She's like just screaming. I'm like, oh my God, like I'm actually kind of concerned. And then I check her diaper. There's nothing in it. And I'm like, okay. And then she looks at me and just pisses all over the changing table. I'm like, oh, so you were going to cry? I'm going to fucking cry. Yeah. And then she's just like, oh, yeah. oh it worked. Oh. Like I've thought about that. For so about if six you seconds. Cry and yeah. I'm going to yell at you right. or like cry at back at you. It's like, mm-hmm. Right. I don't know. Well, I'm glad to know it doesn't get any better. No, it does get better. I'm just yeah. being a, I'm just being an just being cynical. Yeah. You'll start to figure it out. It's uh, your first. Yeah, number one. So, yeah. What's up? same. Yeah, yeah, man. Dude, we're in the trenches. So it together. feels great to come over here. Get away. Yeah, and drink beer. Uh-huh. I know. Sit you know and what? Talk with you guys. When I first asked you and you told me you just had a baby, I was like shocked in a way that you were coming. But then I thought yeah. about watching your first few weeks. You know, and it's you know you were looking forward to these podcasts, oh. even though you're so tired. Mm. Yeah. But even if it's like an hour and a half where you're not listening to a screaming baby, mm-hmm. that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. try try to have your try to have your wife uh, if you're breastfeeding. Try to have your wife not eat dairy or eggs. I've Different heard. story. Right. That that was the game changer for us. Three weeks of scream. So she brought that up today. She's like, I think I should stop eating dairy. And I was like, I don't know. I like. You know, you read all the books. I did not read any of the books. Sure, or whatever. same. Like, it just happened. So, yep. not a reader. Yeah. So, good <laughs> advice, dude. It next day, and I was just like, "You got to be shitting me!" Thank God, I was like, "Roya, if I see you eating a piece of cheese, death." <laughs> Gutting. See, you. Like, we're on the same page now. Like, I'm gonna bring home one of your pool cues here. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! This is evidence now. It's a little bit. There you go, oh. dude. We'll have okay. to. Re- we have recorded. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, so Ben, you went to college in North Dakota, and I know, okay, when I search you up and listen to some of the podcasts, it's a lot of, like, Upland stuff, mm-hmm. but from what I hear through the grapevine, you're, you're really passionate about the waterfall thing. Yeah, man, I love it. I, I lived in North Dakota during, shit, I mean, it was some absolutely fantastic years. It was, like, 08 through 12. And so just absolute banger years. And I had been going to North Dakota since I was, you know, just a kid. So, yeah. but then I'd go up there and kind of go to class and hunt for, you know, we'd probably put in 60, 70 days a year up there. So, oh yeah, it was, you're getting into it. It was awesome. And then you just get a pulse, right? It's just like living in an area and being able to hunt it. So I go up there now and it's like, why the hell are we not just hammering birds every day? It's like, well, you're not up there every day. Yeah. So, but anyways, yeah, it was, uh, I, I love shooting, love shooting the winged bird. Are you a field guy or you'd rather hunt water? Field. Really? Yep. Oh, why? So you're, so you're dumb. I am dumb. <laughs> Super why, dumb. Why, why field? Uh, probably because, like, I mean, I grew up hunting water, grew up hunting marshes, and it was always like, at that time, it wasn't. I mean, I'd say field hunting wasn't, it definitely wasn't as popular as it is now, right? So you show up to a field with, you know, 15 dozen full body honkers or whatever. And there weren't too many guys that were running running that size spread at the time. So, and not many birds were seeing that spread through that part of North Dakota. So it was just like they were eating out of your hand. And it was, I mean, we had some pretty awesome hunts and then we would hunt around some you know around like the fargo moorhead area and there was just a huge late season population that would live around there we just had some great fields tied up so uh, i mean it was just made for some awesome hunts so that's i don't know it's well i take that back so i was gonna say the first my first favorite would be watching you know mallards and honkers and corn but i would take a flooded field over oh, those two yeah. day of the week. So. Oh yeah, yeah. That sour mash, dude. They just dicks out the entire time. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like it's way harder to hide in that type of a scenario, or they just don't give a they fuck about they, you? They don't care. Yeah. Like I've like you could sit, you could sit with your blind doors open half the time. Like I remember this one hunt where it was like any bird you saw in the sky didn't matter how far away it was. You'd have your binoculars out. It's like yep, he's coming here. And you could sit with your blind doors open, and we had moved to this hole, and we all we had was one mojo, and that's enough. Like three, actually, three floaters, <laughs> mm-hmm. and every single bird. And we would we sat there with our blind doors open, and they were just backpedaling like, I don't know, five yards away. Oh my god! They just wanted it in there so bad. Oh yeah, but so if, I mean, it's hard to beat that. It'll hook you. Yeah, that'll get you. Oh yeah, for sure. 
That'll fuck you up for life. Oh, yeah. For sure. You're ruined. That's like oh, yeah. when I moved back here from North Dakota before I moved down south. It hurt. Oh, I was like, shit. Like, why do people do this around here? <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh, it was a great morning. Shot three wood ducks and I saw a mallard. <laughs> I saw a mallard. Yeah. But that's no. like actually. That's real. <laughs> it's yeah, actually real most of the time. Don't come to Minnesota, guys. So what really hurt me, though, is after I moved down south and... People hate on Woody's down there. Oh, yeah. Oh, big time, dude. Yeah, it's like... It's wild. like, oh, you... you sh- like, I'd go out and I'd shout, you know, go shoot, like, a limit of wood ducks. And it's like, oh, that was a fun morning. They're like, <laughs> you shot wood ducks? <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, oh, I'm going to stick my nose up at you. Oh, yeah. What does Cade call that? You're a topwater? Yeah, topwater. Topwater. Oh, fuck. You're shallow, I, That's some southern I am shit. shallow as fuck, that <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it tastes so good. It's I, funny I too. Love it. Yeah, because mm-hmm. when we went to Louisiana for the first time, I mean, it was like second time. No, even the first time we when we had saw wood ducks because the first day we got to Louisiana, it was really good. The next yeah. two days was not good. Welcome to the South. <laughs> yep. And those next two days, we saw like some wood ducks, and we were with Wade, and he was like, "No, nah, we don't shoot them fucking things." Which Wade does shoot wood ducks for sure? Because yeah, yeah, the yeah. second time we went there, we shot a bunch of wood ducks, but it well, was we had like, to. Yeah, they like they were not about that, you know. Yeah. So were you guys up north, or were you down in like we were up the north. marsh? North. Have you ever done like the Venice or marsh? No, mm-hmm. man. That's so I used to have a camp down on the marsh, and that is like just some of the most unique hunting ever. Like on the delta. Like yeah, we. So you are in. I mean, I guess it's brackish water, right? But you could fish from the ocean so it's right in all that salt water coastal marsh and that's a damn what are you ride. shooting a lot down there uh, a lot of gaddies um occasional mallard not so much but pintails gaddies Teal. green wings yeah yeah so were that, you that far out where you were seeing a lot of redheads too no so we were like i was pretty far inland um my buddy that owns a marina down there he had a big lease and so i would just go across the bayou and hunt his lease and oh yeah it was fun though holy shit it's just like a whole different experience so if yeah. you ever get the chance to do that i would highly suggest <coughs> it oh yeah. yeah did you where did you live down south uh jackson mississippi okay yep, yep. dirty and what were you doing in mississippi <laughs> so, were you working there yeah 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 i was uh i was a prostitute Good there job. Go. <laughs> top notch <laughs> top notch so how he liked, met his wife they liked my minnesota accent nice that's how you met your wife yeah exactly oh my god she she took me out of it yeah right just one good night pimps don't cry (laughs) oh my god no so i was working for uh for primos hunting down there yeah produced the the tv show and was the brand uh or marketing director for primos and oh wow tip bush and trail cameras bee stinger so yeah damn that's fun and a lot oh yeah it was it was great time i mean if if you would have told me that I would ever lived, ever went to Mississippi, I would have told you you were nuts. <laughs> like freaking off your rocker. But I had somehow ended up down there and it was it was awesome. It was a good experience. Hell yeah. Yeah. I mean you're you're three hours from Arkansas. You just you get to learn why duck hunting in the south is terrible mm-hmm. and <laughs> awesome at the same time. <laughs> nope. Yeah. But yeah, it was it was it was a blast. Do you feel like having lived there that you have moved back there? Or do you kind of feel like you're you want to stay at like up north? Um, you know, I I don't think I would ever move back there. Sure. 
I, I, I shouldn't say that. I said I was never going to move down there in the first yeah. place. I don't think I'd move back down there, but it was great place, great people, tons of good out hunting opportunities. So, yeah, I mean, I, I won't rule it out, but I doubt it. Did you go there alone, or were you with your wife? I or? was with my wife at the okay. time. So I can't believe she went down there. That was crazy. Did she hate it? No, she loved it. Really? Yeah. I mean, like, the first year or six months or whatever, it was like, yeah, this sucks. Like, yeah. just a completely different culture. Mm-hmm. Completely. That's crazy. But, yeah, yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, I remember, I, rem- I like, I remember having difficulty understanding what some people were saying <laughs> when we were there. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's like, it's a legit thing. Yeah. So, I think I was there for, like, two weeks, and we had to hire another videographer, and... Lake, a uh, guy that worked for me, he's like, I know this guy up at Mossy Oak. Let's call him. So we get in an interview, and like I was in my office at the door shut, and I was talking to him. They call him Jordan Blissett. They call him Big Country. Okay. And that's not good. No. <laughs> no, not good. And so we were sitting on the phone, and like two or three minutes went by, and I was like, fuck, I don't know what he's saying. Like, I have no idea. And I was like, Jordan, hold on. I'm going to bring Lake in here and just bring him in here to talk. And, and, and then all of a sudden, like Jordan say something, I'd look at Lake and he'd translate. And then like five minutes later or like whatever, as we got into the conversation, Jordan's like, man, like, I'm glad you're here too, because I couldn't understand anything he was saying. Are you serious? He couldn't understand me either. Oh my gosh. Cause I like to think like, we don't have accents. We definitely have accents, Oh yeah, but like you, it's at least, English, yeah, I think so. It's legible. No, it, it, it's it's whatever my favorite. That's, that's um honestly amazing <laughs> that neither of you could understand no, each other. It is. It's wild. My uh, when our first time going down to Louisiana after the second day, yeah, we go to this gas oh, yeah. station and it was just so bad, dude. This guy's like, "Yon, dude, uh, this is a guy working at the gas station. <laughs> He's got like four teeth, and we're and I'm just like, what? He's like, "Yon, dude." And I'm just like Cal, and he's like, I don't know. <laughs> and Wade, Wade comes out. He's like, Yeah, we was hunting ducks. And I'm like, yeah. Oh, deer or ducks? Are y'all hunting deer or ducks? Ah. I had no fucking clue what he was saying. Yeah, Nothing. man. And I'm and I was probably too like I was enunciating too much. Yeah. When I was like imitating him, we were we're both just like jaw dropped to the ground. Yeah, I was gonna say the way I you said it was, it was actually much more understandable. Yeah, did that like that. Yeah, did that. Wait, are they speaking English down here? For real yeah, though, those coonasses are. They've got yep. some crazy stuff oh, going on. It's 100%. wild. And like the first time I heard Wade say coonass, I'm like, what? Yeah. Like, what it's is like a, that? And he's like, no, that's really what they're called. Like, yeah. it's like not a disrespect. I thought it was racist. So did I. I was like, what the yeah. hell? No, it's, no, man. I don't know. I, I now I use it endearingly because they're like some of the nicest people you'll ever meet. For sure. Unless like the only reason they'll hate you is if you're a dickhead and you probably deserve it. But yeah, you know, they're right. just freaking salt of the earth people. If you're it's a so liberal funny. dickhead, yeah, then they'll come after you. Yeah, that's was Primo's a small company. Yeah, yeah. So it was. I mean, we were part of Vista, so you know all the we were part of a conglomerate, but we yeah. were like tucked away in Mississippi. So I think. Like we had probably had our office like a hundred people between because we would do everything there. So much bigger than I thought. Yeah, I mean, so we hundred. Yeah, so, so I mean, many. Yeah, I mean, we. It's had, a lot of people, man. We, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong because now you're with a really big company. But wow, and and I mean, granted, so like Vista is huge. They have like whatever fifty some odd brands or. 
federal. Sure. Well, they split off from federal, but whatever. So we had like we would do the cool thing is we would assemble all the calls in Mississippi. We do all the shipping, everything there. Yeah. So you know, you're you're making all these like I think I don't want to the numbers wrong, but like yeah, moth yelpers like you know diaphragm turkey calls. They'd kick out like 1.2 million a year. Jeepers. Dear God. Yeah. So we had, there were probably 15 gals in there that would just be making them by hand. Every 15 day. gals? Really? Yeah. So here's my question. So since you brought up Primos, I literally know nothing about you, by the way. Oh, nothing. great. This is perfect. No, so I'll like actually have really yeah. good questions for you. <laughs> um, so Primos, when I think of that, it's just like an OG company like Night and Hail. I'm pretty sure they're the same or the, one of them bought each other out or something. Y- different, but... They are I mean, still kinda, separate. Yeah, yeah, they're still separate. Okay. I think I, I want to say Pradco owns Night and Hill now. Okay. But, well, yeah. I just think of Primos, and I think of, uh, I think it was the guy who now owns Elite Duck Calls. I can't think of his name, but who was like the craziest OG they met at Primos? Because there has to be one or two. Well, yeah. I mean, I mean, like I worked with Will, Will, Jimmy, Brad, Will, Will, and Jimmy Primos and Brad Ferris, and I mean. Were they just salt yeah. to the earth or what? Oh shit, they were like good as gold. Wilbur is a trip. He is <laughs> like the nice. He would give you a shirt off your his back. I mean, just freaking good as gold, good as they come. So, did it feel like a family? Oh yeah, it yeah. was a family. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, they do anything for you. So that was the cool part of it. Like moving down there, and not knowing anyone, right? Like you just kind of had a built-in people to hang out with, and yeah. Yeah, man, that's cool. It was sweet. Is it is it like a is it a weird jump to go to a bigger company? Well, at the time, it wasn't a bigger company. Like yeah, Primos was a big company, right? Yeah, but it, it's grown to be a big company. But the nice thing is, it still has that that small feel. Onyx does. Um, just a bunch of guys that like to get after it and and do cool shit. So yeah, man. Yeah, it's it, it still feels small, even though like. Was telling you like three hundred some people were getting together next week. So so insane. A lot of people at the company now. So Damn. crazy. Yeah, yeah, that's so many people. And when you told me that, I was just genuinely shocked. I'm shocked, honestly, about Primos being at a hundred. But you know, yeah. I think it's hard because you you look at some of these other other companies, like waterfall specific companies or something. Yeah. And there's like twelve people working there. You yeah. know, and a lot of people have those products, but not as many people that have a you know diaphragm call from primos i guess well, yeah i mean you look at it i mean shit primo sold i mean we probably had 50 or 60 skews 60 70 skews of turkey we had elk calls we had waterfall we had double bowl ground blinds we had trigger sticks so huge a lot of products right and yeah. primos is in like every fucking store oh yeah yeah you walmart go oh, yeah. target i bet you they're even in target i don't think yeah. hunting is in target at no all, i've seen a couple of random like duck commanders in target no way yeah Hundred percent. Really? I, I was gonna say we should petition. Very obscure. Like, I want to see shotgun shells in Target. Yeah, I want to no be chance. able to like do that. Whatever. It's a like car side where you just pull up. Car side to go ammo sh- shells. Yeah. Oh, I mean, it won't dude. happen, but you can do that at Walmart. Maybe if I'm really well, I because th- you can do the Walmart drive up orders now, and Walmart sells shells. Huh. Maybe if I make fuck you money, I'll do that. That is a hill I'm gonna die on. Hmm. <laughs> just be like, yeah. I want I want Target to bring me shotgun shells. Yeah, just buy buy some at Target. Yeah, why not buy some stock? <laughs> no, that's uh, cool, man. Speaking of, go ahead. Well, I was just gonna ask, what's your what's your uh, title over at Onyx? So 
I am, I guess, technically like the wing shooting manager. So I do everything marketing for Waterfall, Upland. But then I wear a bunch of hats as well. So I yeah. do some business development things and, yeah, just a little bit of everything. So, yeah. yeah. What uh, I was going to say, speaking of cool stuff, what does Onyx have that's coming out? Yeah, we. I mean, this year we were, we're kicking out a bunch of cool stuff this year. Um, probably well, one of the things I'm most excited about is we're going to have, it's coming out here pretty soon here, it would be CarPlay, Android Auto. So if you've got a car that you can, you, in dash, you can see the screen. It'll be nice so you're not having to stare at your phone screen. You can see it in dash and... That's insane. That'll be great. So I'm super looking forward to that. Soon, like before hunting season soon? Yep. That's the okay. goal. That's Sick. the goal. Yep. Um, one of the things that people told, like we're constantly fixing on fixing on little things, right? Just to make it a better customer experience. Um, one of the things is sharing. So before, a lot of the times you'd have to share waypoints individually and, and anyone that's done it before probably knows like you'll have a string of text messages and you're trying to add them to your map and you're like... Did I click which on this one, was one which? or did I not click mm -hmm, on this one? Totally. So it's like, oh, shit. So now you can throw them all into a folder. You can go go onto the app, tap like 10 waypoints, add them to a folder. Yeah. And then share that to your buddies. So that's, you know, just just makes life easier. For More them. efficient. Yeah. You know? We actually got to a point where Joey Joey was just logging in on yeah. my login. Yeah. We just shared a login. Yeah. It makes so sense. you can see all my fucking yeah. waypoints. Yeah, <clears throat> because we're yeah, especially you know if we're like taking a trip or something, mm -hmm. it just gets to be too redundant of like I'm sending you ten different things. Exactly. Yeah. So now you throw it all into a folder and you're you're good to go. That's so, legit. um, that's huge. Yeah. Uh, one thing we're I mean it's it's not technically out yet, but it's something it's in beta. We're testing people. Some people have access to it. We're just slowly rolling it out. It's like imagery on demand. So essentially, what you can do is. Like if I am, let's just say we're going to North Dakota and I want to see what the water level is on a slough, I can go send a satellite over there and take a picture. And it'll, From Onyx. Yep. Like I'll just go and click, all right, I want you to take a picture of this area. And within, I mean, with generally within a week, you'll have a picture back. That's insane. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. So, so if I you're was, going somewhere a week ahead of time, you shoot it out, you're going to know what that looks like. Yep. All the terrain, everything. Yeah, and so like... like that's going to be huge for timber hunters. Oh, people yeah. that hunt three hours away, they can't just go and scout it every day. Yep, for it's sure. Lit. Yeah, I mean, in, in the, the, the quality isn't like ridiculous zoom levels, but like you can see if there's water in a slough, if, if you know, a cornfield is can you flooded. Tell if it's, yeah, crops like, off a field? Yep. Yeah. Like I'm using it right now. I'm going out to Montana in September. It's like I'm using it to see if there's cattle in areas I want to go bird hunt. That's so crazy. Yeah. So that's that's pretty exciting. Insane. Yeah. That's like some Elon Musk shit. It really is, though. <laughs> yeah. I wish I was as smart as Elon Musk. There's some smart people in our company. And they're like, oh, yeah, we can do this. I was like, what? That's <laughs> so crazy. Yeah. I know, man. Yeah. So. Yeah. There's so many smart people figuring out so much stuff for all of us to hunt birds. Mm-hmm. So exactly. cool. Exactly. So, yeah, and there's just like the, the you know, little things that we're doing all the time. Like North Dakota, they're electronically posted. And most people that hunt North Dakota probably should have That was a huge that. one, dude. Have you seen it? Have you yes. went and looked at no, it? No, yeah. I used like, it last year. It was have fucking... you seen it this year? No. No. I'm about to. You should. You should go look at it. I mean, it's good and bad, but... I would say it's probably doubled or tripled in terms of the amount of posted land on it now. 
Mm. That's so Which, insane. I, I don't. I can't. I, I'd like to know if it was like people were already posting their land now that you know they we've had a year under our belt and like more people are realizing that like oh yeah this e-posting thing works or just saying okay I'll e-post my land or if it's people that are posting it for the first time I hope it's the latter but um it's it's wild it's nice though because you can now well I guess I'll give up my secrets but now <laughs> it's like I'm just going to go hunt areas that aren't posted right cuz like yeah. what I've you know when I, when I've been when I was out there hunting last year what I found is areas with a ton of e-posting also have a bunch of physical posting. Mm -hmm. So if I go to areas that don't have a bunch of e-posting, generally less land is posted. So That doesn't scare you though, huh? Like physical posted? In terms of? I've heard so many stories, and I almost got fucked one time, of people not physically posting. Yeah. Or they have one sign in the corner. Yeah. Well, and that's like a freaking gray area and it's from 2018. I'm going to hunt 2022. And it's like, what do you do? Can't get a hold of the landowner, can't find him, whatever, and it's like technically it's not posted properly. Do you guys remember the Nodak Outdoors days? You ever Oh yeah. The forums? Yep. I there, don't. There's a if you're not familiar, there's a forum. I don't know, it's probably still around. I'm sure. I think Chris Hustad <laughs> used to run it or something, but <laughs> No Deco Doors, it was like before Facebook groups got popular, like that was the place. And there was, there were always, you know, forum arguments. Just people, like duck hunting chat? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just people bitching. It was about like Reddit everything. back in the day. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, you know, you'd say something and like 50 people would just beat the shit out of you verbally on a forum. But I remember. Yeah, so that has been going on forever. Correct. Good. <laughs> as long as there's been the internet and probably before that. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. But, um, so there were some guys that, same situation, there was like one one posted sign in a corner of a field, and technically it's not legally posted, right? right. You need four corners. If it's fenced, you need it posted at the gates. Field every, approach. What is four it, every, corners in every field approach. Every, I can't remember if this is Minnesota, but 660 feet or whatever it is. Um, and so they they went to a field that was, had a one posted sign. They went in from the corner that wasn't posted, uh, game warden came out, wrote him a ticket. Mm. Technically it's not legally posted, but the whole thing was the intent to post. Right. And so they got, I think they got, they went to court and still got fined. So I don't know. I think that's kind of, yeah, but they didn't get their rights taken away. No, 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 Yeah. No, but it's yeah, but it like, still kind of sucks. Cause yeah, like it like, legally, you're even, not in the wrong. Why even say, why even spell out how to post your land? And this is legally posted if it's not. Right. If it's not going right. to hold up. So I don't understand that. But Well, I think it's more so for the farmers that are farming thousands of acres. Well, you and know. it's their land, right? Yeah. Right. I think it's just crazy that anyone can go out there and just oh. fucking drive on their land. That's insane to me. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And that's why, like, you know, it, even if it's not posted, if we could, you know, get a hold of the landowner easy enough, we'd just go ask them, right? 100%. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, weird enough, we had some people that were like, do you see my land posted? Like, no, we just want to make sure it's okay. Well, if I didn't post my land, then don't fucking come and talk to me. Like, you're wasting my time. It's right. Like, okay, okay, sorry. Right. It's so weird. So, yeah, it's weird, though, the different people you, like, you know, the different farmers and people that you'll talk to. I mean, it's, yeah. you think you're being, like, doing the right thing. Yeah, exactly. But, so, I mean, that was a rare instance, but. Yeah, and then other people have it posted, and you call them, and they're like, yeah, I've got 27 fields. I seen geese in this one yesterday. Yeah. And it's just like there's different, totally different approaches to that. They just want to know who's on their land, right? Yeah. That's weird, man. 
Yeah. So it's so weird. you were talking about e-posting and whatever and yeah. So yeah, I mean, I just just I'd go look and just see how much how much more land is e-posted and and I think I was talking yeah. So physically posted, avoid those areas or avoid the e-posted areas because there's gonna be more physically posted land. So right, yeah. that was the moral of the story. So basically, Onyx is making it so you can actually internet scout. Yeah, that's the goal, man. <laughs> If only if you could see where the birds were. Oh, yeah. We did this video when we first started. Do you remember me doing the internet scouting video? Mm-mm. So, like, we did this educational video basically mm-hmm. trying to help, like, guys that are brand new. And I talked about how you can go to the DNR websites and find WMAs and WPAs. And that'll give you, like, a reference as to, like, these areas, you know, they're doing this in. Um, you know, here's lakes you can go hunt. Like, you can yeah. look at it on the DNR website, you know. And I, I did that, and so many people hit us up, and they were like, yeah, you fucking idiots, here we go. Teach everybody how to internet scout. And it's like, <laughs> oh, my gosh, dude. Now fast forward whatever years later, and it's the game has changed. 100%. So I remember like when I was a kid, and it was super interesting like thinking back on it. So when you'd go out there, the only reason that you would ever know where to go, like there were very few people at the time that would just say, yeah, I'm going to North Dakota and never been there. Just going to go figure it out. Right. Yeah. It's like either, you know, you're, you knew a buddy that had been out there and they're going to send you some areas that they hunted or, you know, your dad had been out there, whatever. You knew someone. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And you'd go, you know, first morning you get there late at night, first morning you'd go right to the spot they, you know, Put an X on their road map, and then like eventually, then you'd start building contacts around the area and figure it out. But like now, it's just so much easier to say like, I mean, shit, I can go anywhere, right? Like I feel confident, like I'll go to wherever, South Dakota, North Dakota, Mississippi, Montana, Montana. whatever. And it's like, oh, I can reasonably get into birds, and that like that really just didn't exist before. So yeah, yeah. That's crazy, man. One of the questions I did want to ask you is how do you feel like hunting culture has changed? You know, um, from like the time you grew up in it to what it is now because you grew up hunting. Yeah. You know, it, it's it's a lot more accessible, right? Like information is readily available with the internet. So I actually I wrote an article about this like a year ago and kind of the the, the crux of it was people bitch about how much pressure it's getting, how many people are out hunting, how hunting is changing. It's definitely changed, but like, they're like, Oh man, I remember 15, 20 years ago, it was the golden days, right? Like we would just hammer the skies were black. Yeah. And it's like, I don't like, unless you're just not willing to embrace technology, but like personally, I feel like now is, I guess we could always say about say that, right? Like 20 years from now, we're going to be looking back and saying, man, I remember back in 2022 and it was awesome, right? Yeah. Um. So it's like, I think people, like if you're not embracing technology, if you're not on like the, like the cutting edge, like, yeah, it's going to be tougher, right? Because there's people that are utilizing a lot of resources to, to find birds. Um. Then, I mean, then you get into the social media argument. Like, I think that's probably been the biggest thing that has changed waterfalling. For sure. Hunting in general. But how so? Um, Like, what's your opinion on it? I don't know. For better, for worse. Double-edged sword, right? I have met so many cool people 
on on Instagram, whatever, that like I just never would have ever ran into. Like I met right. down in Louisiana and uh I was telling my wife getting ready, it's like, well, I'm gonna go I'm gonna go meet a guy <laughs> off the internet. <laughs> <laughs> and she like didn't even blink an eye, you know, she was just like, Oh yeah. Like that's mm. cool. You're gonna go hunting? So yeah. And like we went and hunted and had a great time and it was awesome. And we still talk. I mean, I was texting with them today and that was, you know, seven years ago. Yeah. It's like that aspect is great. Like you can go hit up, you know, if I want to go shoot ducks in Washington, like hit up someone in Washington yeah, that exactly. you know on Instagram. Yeah. And just say, so like, that's great. Right. Cause totally you can do that. But the, on the flip side, I think, I mean, I hate it. For I sure. absolutely hate social media. I think it's, and I think people are getting smarter about it. Yeah. But you look at all these groups on Facebook and it's just like, oh, I'm going up to so-and-so. It's like, where should I go hunt? And that, that question has been asked a million times even before social For sure. media. But then you get people that are like posting things. It's like, well, do you realize it's like not only one person has seen this now, 500 people have seen this. And yeah. You get overrun areas and, and that's, that, that sucks. Right. For sure. I mean, it's funny. It's an interesting topic because the numbers say that there's less people hunting, but when you go to your spot, you know, there's yeah. more people there. And so I don't know, like you said, the, there's a lot more resources, a lot more technology. People are figuring things out. I mean, and waterfall guys are insane. So like, yeah. you, if you post a photo with like a water tower in the fucking background, they're like, yep, I know where that is. You know what I mean? And it's yeah. like, it's, it is mayhem, but like you said, at the same time, we all have access to those same resources. And I think it's just a matter of just like, uh, I mean, the better you get just finding off the wall shit that people aren't, you know, gonna. it's, it's just not like, okay, I'm going to go to Devil's Lake and go hunt off, the, you know, the main areas. It's like, well, yeah, of course there's going to be 50 other rigs in the parking For lot, sure. right? So it's just finding new areas, finding, doing different things other people aren't doing, but... um. It's an interesting thing, too, because, you know, you hear the stories of, like, well, 15 or 20 years ago, you know, that whole thing. But at the same time, too, um, you know, I'll, for instance, like, I've heard that a lot from guys that are from Rochester, Mm -hmm. you know, from, like, way back in the day. You know, that Rochester was just stupid and Silver Lake was packed. And and it was, you know, from what I know of it. I mean, I wasn't around to see it, it, but pictures and stories. But then at the same time, like, the last five, six years, the guys in Fergus Falls, it's just, like... That has it has to be there, you know, in 15 years, they're going to be saying, yeah, you should have seen it 15 or 20 years ago. Well, the birds move, you know, like the migration changes. That's just life, right? Yeah. Yeah. There's always going to be the new hot area. I mean, it just can't, I mean, it just can't be like, it's just like fishing, right? It's like, yeah, that lake was hot. It's like, yeah, it can't be hot forever, right? Yeah. And people just get salty about it, but that's a good point. Yeah, Yeah. I mean. No, I mean, somewhere right now is the spot, mm-hmm. you know, and in 15 or 20 years, they're going to be saying that, and those birds are going to move and go somewhere else, and then those guys are going to be in the spot, you know, yeah. and it just, it changes, but another thing that's crazy about social media to me, and Joey and I talk about this a lot, but like the absolute hate on other people for like a different opinion than yeah. you, or it's just like detrimental to you know, trying to get people into the sport. I, I can't imagine being in a, being a kid growing up with social media today. Yeah. 
like think about how detrimental that would be to you as a human being because like some there's there's me some 35 35 year old guy down in his basement half lit on bush light and being like oh this fucking idiot like mm-hmm. you don't know shit and just like laying into him right oh yeah hasn't been laid in four years so he's <laughs> all fucking salty yeah <laughs> dead end job kills yep. six ducks a year but he thinks he's a good caller exactly. hey well you don't know what the fuck you're talking about sounds good craig yeah thanks yeah so it, and again like back to the forum thing it's like this is not old but it's just gotten like just gotten freaking nasty now. Is it just more visible though? And part of that, I yeah. asked that because, like, you know, the duck hunting chat or, you know, what you were talking about, No Deck Outdoors, mm-hmm. you have to like be looking for that to go see it. Yeah. And so, but now, I mean, we got, there's kids that are like, they've hunted three times, but they're following everybody that's like a part of the industry mm-hmm. in any way. And so when they see it, I mean, I just, in my head, I think about when I see some of that stuff, it's like, well, what does the kid that's hunted three times think when he goes out this year and the whole year he might have three successful hunting days? He's never going to talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he doesn't want to get talked, you know, people talk shit about him. Yeah. And, And that's the interesting thing. It's like, you know, in that same breath, it's like so many people, it's easier to consume so much content now educational why you know it's like you could damn near be an armchair expert just from sitting and consuming content or in your own head without actually going out and doing and i think there's a lot of people like that are just regurgitating info oh yeah oh yeah right dude Dude. which i you know in a way i get because like that's part of the like you like you said you know we have new resources Mm -hmm. so kids are learning people are seeing stuff and that can be a benefit yeah but I think the hard part about hunting too, that's always interesting to me is everywhere you go, it's different. Mm-hmm. Like the way they hunt ducks and geese in Louisiana versus, or, or anywhere versus the way we do it here, completely night and day. I mean, just yeah. like everything about it, you know, the way they call, the way they hide, how long it takes them to get to where they're supposed to be going, you know, the rat race to get there. I mean, all those things, like we don't deal with any of that. No. And so my opinion about ducks and geese and the way they might work is 100% different when you're like, you know, immersed in a different culture of how it works. Yeah. So my opinion or that opinion, they're both maybe right. Yeah. But it's like, I'm, I'm from Minnesota and you're from, you know, a totally different area. Yeah. That's, I mean, the prime example is Mojo's, right? Yeah, north to south, completely different. Oh yeah, I was like, first time I hunted down there, it's like, why don't you have a mojo? And they're like, (laughs) (laughs) top water, you top water bitch. Like that doesn't work. But then talking to North Dakota, I got my one mojo, and I can go sit in a field. Oh yeah, shoot a limit, no problem. No, yeah, no, it's so crazy. Like I guided in Oklahoma. That was two years ago now. By the way. What yeah, the crazy. fuck? Two years ago, I was just looking through my pictures. I was like, oh, yeah, last year when I was guiding. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is two years. fucking years ago. <laughs> uh, I get down there, and I'm like, like, I'm nothing special in this industry. Like, my calling, my hunting, my shooting, especially, whatever. <laughs> and then I go down there. But I there's still something in my head that's like, I'm a good duck caller, you know? Yeah. I can, I can kill birds. I can do it. And then these guys that are down there, like, they're... Just fine duck callers, whatever, but they just know when and how to call the birds down there. Yep. And I get down there the first day, and I'm just like, get put on the, on the bench, just go scouting. I'm like, yeah, of course. And then second day, I'm just like, dude, I'm just going to watch how you guys do it down here because it's different. Mm-hmm. You know, I can already tell. 
It's fucking way different. Yeah. You're shooting a cattle pond. What the fuck? Oh is my a gosh! Pond? What the fuck is a cattle pond? You know <laughs> that's <laughs> mind blowing. That that experience, you know, for sure. Yeah. You can step four feet out, and then all of a sudden, it's a fifteen foot drop off. Why? It's a cattle pond. Yeah, right. It should be like a shallow right. bowl. Right. It should like be a shallow bowl. It should be and top instead, water. Yeah, you're exactly. dead. And instead, you're dead if you yeah. go over your waders. So, and then there's snakes. Why? So, yeah. so many snakes. So then, anyway, we're not killing the ducks that I feel like we should. And then I start chipping in, like I just start calling. And then, uh, and then we start killing more birds. So then naturally my ego goes up and I'm just mm-hmm. like, Oh, okay. I know I do know what I'm doing. Yeah. And the next day, just get my fucking ass slapped by the birds. And he's like, dude, <laughs> seriously, just shut up. And I'm like, Oh, he's like, yeah, just literally shut up. If you see a pintail in that group, do not fucking call. I'm like, are you serious? He's like, yes. Huh. I'm like, Oh, so then the next group had six pintails in it. Guess what came into the flock? Like dropped yeah. into the decoys, the six pintails. I'm Dead like, silent. And I wanted to pick up my whistle. He's like, "Don't even whistle at him." I'm like, "Why not? That's nonsense." They they whistle. I'm gonna whistle. I'm gonna whistle at him. This is what we do, man. You know. And I had just left Bobby's place in Kansas, and I found a lesser feed that was like epic. Yeah. Like over 1,500, and they're like, "That's a really good lesser feed here." I'm like, "Dope. Really good hide." We spent like six hours on this hide for eight clients. Yeah. And uh, we started calling at these birds, and we killed four. We killed four lessers that day, and we were definitely on the X. And our hide was fucking stellar. I and hate I'm just fucking like, lessers. I just got done beating their fucking ass in Kansas, yeah. and I'm like, okay, I know how to kill a lesser now. You know, I, I saw exactly yeah. what they did. Whatever they set the spread, it was perfect. I was like, yeah, this is totally gonna work. Got our fucking cheeks clapped by these lessers. I'm like, how? Oh. In the fuck? So I don't know anything outside of Minnesota or just like the Midwest, the tight yeah. Midwest. I'm done. You know, that was a very humbling experience for sure. It always is though, you know, so you've been a ton of places and I wanted to just pick your brain a little bit, like hunting all over. What's like the toughest place that you've hunted? Oh, I mean, it's gotta be in the South. Yeah, it's definitely in the South. Like we have it so easy up here. Like I would, if you had to say, I'm going to put a gun to your head, you uh, either have to shoot a limit within, you know, an hour drive of our house here in Minnesota or... In Mississippi, yeah, I'd, I'd be like, yeah, I'm coming here no for doubt. sure, no doubt. Um, so I mean, the, the, what made it really hard was the weather down there. Like, you know, really warm. Pretty much here, like, yeah, like clockwork, right? Like, season opens, you're gonna like, there's gonna be ducks here, right? Whether they're residents, but you're gonna have something to shoot. Pretty much until it freezes up. Like, it might get tougher, but pretty much you can always find birds, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Down there, it's like. Like a lot of the times, there's just like there's nothing there. Like season opens and you you can shoot a few here and there, and then like you get a stretch where it's 80 degrees in December. Oh my god! And there's just nothing there. Like there's just nothing why, to hunt. Why would they be? Yeah, you that's get a, brutal. And you get a calm day, and calm, cloudy days were the worst. Really? Yep. Yeah. Because they just pick you apart, and it's like good luck. Even if you. Even if you've dug a hole to China and you crawled in it, best hide ever. You had all the motion decoys out. They just don't. They just don't do it. That's so crazy. Yeah. So. Did you hunt the Delta? Oh yeah. 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 So we had a play. One of the places we hunted, we had like ten thousand acres on the Mississippi River. Wow. Jeez, and that's crazy. Had like fifty or sixty duck holes on it. It was a pretty sweet spot. Fifty, sixty. Mm-hmm. Well, ten thousand. It was acres, in three states. It was in. You can now you can go look shit. it up, but it was in contiguous. It was Mississippi, Louisiana, and Arkansas. That's crazy. It was a sweet spot. 
I mean, no shit. So how long would it take you to get from one end of the property to the other? Like two hours, three hours? No. I mean, I think it was 10, 10 or 10 miles north to south or something like that. Jeez. But, um... That's so much land, though. Yeah, it was ridiculous. So that was fun, right? Because and then that's not a realistic look at. I mean, I we hunted there a fair amount, right? Because but even there it was tough. And we had like a thousand acre roost that was just private, right? So we would hold all the ducks we were shooting. But it was still tough. Yeah. But then, then like then I started venturing out and hunting public and going up to Arkansas and all that kind of stuff and. Yeah, the, I mean, the boat race deal is real, and, like, yeah. you show up, and there's 40 other rigs in a parking lot at some random piece of public land on a Wednesday. Does Arkansas have time limits? I don't know. I don't know too much about Arkansas hunting, honestly. So, like, is there a time you can go in? Yeah, I think it's, uh, like, 4 o'clock or something like okay. that in the morning. Because that, that was one thing that surprised me hunting timber with Wade is, like, everybody's there. But you can't put your bow in the water until a certain time. Yeah, and that's most of the places. Otherwise, otherwise people would probably just switch and camp there the whole year. Well, I bring that up, though, because it's funny. Like, in Minnesota, I've slept in the boat, dude. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, you get out there, like, opening day, and you got a, you know, a little community hole, and it's going to be good. Yeah, I mean, I've... Oh, yeah. Make a fire on the island. Right. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, it was, I mean, like, two years ago, two openers ago? Yeah. You and I, Joey and I slept on a sandbar. Yeah. Yeah, we just said, hmm, you know, it's midnight. We're not asleep yet. Well, if we're going to get an hour or two of sleep, let's just do it out there and make right. sure we got our spot because it's public. Yeah, right. Worst decision. <laughs> yeah, terrible. <laughs> because as we're sleeping on the sandbar in our layout lines, the water level just continues to rise. Oh, nice. oh it's fucking shitty. So dude. bad, That's dude. Awesome. When everybody else Good shows fun. up at like 5 a.m. in the spread set and we're soaking wet and they're like... Yeah, man, I slept for like six hours. I'm good. We're like, yeah, I've been laying here in a puddle for freaking yeah. hours. But I tell you what, not doing it anymore. Right. Yeah. Too old. Kind of kind of tired of that. Yeah. 29. Yeah. <laughs> Have a kid. Yeah, exactly. Have a kid. Wow, you're getting you're getting getting your reps in here. It's like a double edged sword. Like, yeah, I can operate on no sleep, but now do I want to do it on purpose, right? Sure. Never. Yeah. No, you don't. You no, don't dude. Do that. No one wants to do that. Uh, but yeah. the, the thing is, is like, we take for granted up here of how much public access we have. We have the most in Minnesota per capita. It's ridiculous. Like, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we have thousands of lakes you can go hunt, rivers, whatever. Like, Mississippi, there were like, within a, let's just say a, you know, three hour, four hour drive of Jackson, there were maybe like five or six good places, maybe. That's so crazy. Damn. Yeah. And, like, I went on a few draw hunts, and, like, the birds just weren't there, right? Yeah. And you, I drew a bad hole, and it was just like, huh. Just yeah. sit and watch empty skies. When we went when we went with Wade the first time, I was, like, mind blown because the very first hunt he took us on, we woke up at 1 a.m. We yeah. were, like, going to bed, and he's like, yeah, we have to get up at 1. It was, like, like, 45 minutes. What? Like, yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, this so, is too much. So we go, so we go to bed for like an hour nap yeah. get up and we drive to this spot that's like two and a half hours away two hours oh, away yeah just like mm-hmm. minimum like yeah, it was no big deal like that was fine day. yeah that's fine yeah. one we get there at 3 30 and then you have to wait to no. put your boat in and then it's a hundred other guys racing to go shoot the same birds that aren't there <laughs> you know and then the, when we got there though like we drive we ride in the boat we park the boat because the boat that area is out of water 
So there's like not enough water, but where we're going to, there is water. Then we walked like two miles to Mm. our spot through the water. Decoys, whatever, everything. Just like (sighs) they want it down there. They're and those are killers. Like, listen, I don't know if I would have done it if like that's that's why it's a. I got a question for you after this, but continue. Anyway, my point. I was like sitting there and I'm like, Wade, are you fucking seriously? (laughs) This is how you always hunt ducks. He's like, What do you mean? Just completely and I'm like, baffled um, by the question. Dude, I wake up at 5.30 and drive 10 minutes to our private field yeah. a lot of the time, and that's it. If we're driving and it's local, it's like 25, 30 minutes to a lake or something. Yeah, like an hour would be like, yeah, that's, yeah. that's a drive. <laughs> that's a drive. Yeah, yeah, you're thinking drive. about it a little yeah, bit. We'll do like, it. Okay. but For yeah. sure. Do it all the time, but you know, you're like thinking about it before. You're like, that's a little bit of a drive, so we better get going. Be like Plan us. B sounds pretty good yeah. right now. That's like, man, know? there's a banger hunt in southeast uh, North Dakota. You guys, yeah, that's what we're doing tomorrow. We'll come that's back. That's actually what it is like. I know. It's just like, shit, that's a lot of work. It really is. Yeah. What were you going to ask? So, you know, as, as we're, I guess we're not old by any means, but as you've gotten older... Like, has some of the shine worn off at all? Like, are you still as pumped about it when you were this age compared to when you were 21, 18, 20, 21 years old? Yeah. I didn't start hunting until I was 20. Okay. So I've been hunting, yeah, 10 years. So in 10 years. But yeah, I mean, no, it's just different. You know, I think now I know what I really enjoy out of it, which is different from what Joey enjoys out of it for sure. But yeah, I'm interested. And like, that's okay. What does it for you now? I mean, for Why me, do you do it? yeah, for me, it's just about the situation. You know, it's, if the experience is going to be great, I'm just as pumped up about it. I'm not as pumped up about just, let's just go as much as possible mm-hmm. just to shoot anything that we possibly can. Yeah. You know, I don't know. I, for me, if we go out, and it's like a spot I really want to hunt and one bird does it just perfect. And I'm yeah. with the guys that I really want to be out there with. That would be a better hunt to me than, you know, just chasing some X field and, you know, shooting 10 and none, none of it's like beautiful. It's just kind of like whatever. Yeah. They're kind of half doing it or yeah, whatever. Yeah. Or they just don't want to land and then you're shooting them at 40 yards yeah. or something like that. Like mm-hmm. to me. Yeah. I don't know, man, if that makes sense, mm-hmm. Joey. I mean, I know you love that sense. too, but Cal's more of a romantic. I yeah, am a hundred percent way should, more of a you romantic. You should try upland bird hunting. You'd fit right in. Dude, <laughs> dude, he is an upland Don't bird start. hunter of waterfowl. Oh <laughs> my God. How have I never put those two I together? don't know, man. How Holy come you don't have a shit. handlebar <laughs> mustache and some wax? He's the next Ryan Bassam, dude. We could, we could be He's the next physical Ryan Bassam. We could go sit and smoke cigars and wax poetically about our Here's the thing, though. Like, n- like, that doesn't sound bad. I'm not kidding because I'm kind of the same way. <laughs> no, I'm definitely romantic. Oh. You know, I don't know. When I'm like duck hunting, I'm like telling a story of my hunt in my own head. Uh-huh. You know, the water was beautiful. And like, Joey, Joey, go ahead and tell him what you, how you feel now. Dude, I need to crush him. I need to. <laughs> <laughs> like, I have no problem. Like, if I, let's just say like Ira, Ira uh, McCauley. Yep called me and he's like hey man don't know if we're gonna shoot any birds tomorrow but you should come on out i'll be like fuck yeah i'm going yeah. out you know because i'm gonna pick his brain the whole time and we're just gonna bullshit it's gonna be a good time i hear him break down a group of mallards we end up shooting one of them so what not a big deal to me yeah he's telling the story while he's there and i reminisce about it like a day or two later yeah you know but um 
What was the original question? Has it lost some of us? Lost yeah, here? yeah, it has. It's uh, I've seen it all and done it all is what it's felt like mm-hmm. right now. And so now I'm just picking and choosing. Like I've I've killed a lot of birds for sure. Yeah, I've all been right. doing this. All since right, I was ego a kid. god. I was been I've been doing no, this since yeah. I was a kid. You know. Yeah. And I've done. I've gone through all the stages of like, holy shit, this is so cool. Let's kill as many as we can. Mm-hmm. Is it legal? I don't know. Let's chance. It. I don't care. You like, know. I just Let's chance. Kill. It, you know. And then you get to, oh, okay, it's really cool when you're hunting with someone who's really good at this shit. Yeah. I want to be that good, too. So then you get better on a call. And then you all you care about is the birds and how they work. Yeah. Right? And it's like, okay, one did it just perfectly, dick out, feet touching the water. And you just, as soon as his toenail touches the water, you just smack him. And it's just like barely a splash because you yeah. hit him right at that perfect time. Mm-hmm. Then there's that. Then there's... Okay, I've had so much fun doing this. I want to get my friends who have never done this before to yep. do this with me. I want to like translate the rest of like my passion to everyone else around me. Yep. And that's where I've been at for quite a while, but okay. still, man, <clears throat> I really don't need to shoot anymore. Yeah. Like I really like calling them in and making them do what they don't want to do and then getting new people out. There was like a 6-year span where I bet you I brought over 40 people. New yeah, wow. every time we hunted, Joey that's had awesome. somebody. There was someone new. That's yeah. sweet. You know? And pe- the thing I that's think the hard thing, to do. The thing it he's good hard. at is he like convinces people who don't want to hunt. <laughs> you know, they're like, I don't really. I'm not. He's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> you don't know what you're talking about. You have to come wow. do this, dude. I've got an extra pair of waders. They only leak oh, like yeah. a gallon of every well, two I don't, hours. I don't have any camo. That's all right, man. I have a tons of camo. I don't have a shotgun. I have got a shotgun. <laughs> You are going to be my fuck you money target ambassador. You're going to sit out and pick off people at target car side to go or whatever it's called. Oh hey, dude, God. we're doing ammo now. <laughs> dude, for sure. Yeah, but that's no, Joey's I, thing. I'm romantic about it a year later. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's what's so cool about this podcast is I can think. Yeah. I, we've got a whole bin of pictures here. Yeah. Which is, which is why we work well together. Like yeah. that's my dog in a fucking tree, yeah. bro. Yeah. <laughs> like on a water spot. Like what's awesome. what is she doing, you know? And I and I've hunted that yeah. spot over a hundred times easy. That's sweet. That's a random phone call I got from a goose calling lesson that I gave. Really? Yeah. Gosh, that's you know, cool. and then we just absolutely obliterated him. Just obliterated him. I mean, it was a great time and I became friends with everyone there. Yeah. Like they were all great dudes. And it's really I am sorry, I'm not trying to cut you off, No, ben. No, no good, it's man. really fun for me because as I've realized that I am truly just like I am a romantic, you know, about yeah. it. There is something like Joey said really fun about hunting with a bunch of guys that are just absolutely insane. That's all that, you know, they just want to go and find the best yeah. and shoot the best. Because it sort of, you know, makes me think about the other side of it. But I do think sometimes it's kind of maybe fun for you because I'm a little bit more like, dude, what about, you know, the experience of it? Let's do this. I don't know if you like enjoy that or not about what I do about it, but I don't know. It kind of works well in a way because sometimes yeah. it's like we we do need to just get on a great hunt. Oh, yeah. Right. You need and a, I you need, need to listen yang, to Joey, right? you know. Yeah. It's but. like because after a while like of getting your teeth kicked in, like, right, right. I did, like romanticism turns to like murder. totally hate. Totally. Yeah. yeah. It's like this turns is so hate. stupid. There's no story here. This yeah. sucks. Yeah. Oh, yeah. is that a coot? Crush it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, sure. oh, we've been in North Dakota for three days and we've killed six ducks total and we winged them all. Couldn't mm-hmm. find them. Is that a coot? At six it. feet? At six feet? You are Bye. correct. <laughs> hey. Is that a, you know? Have you, have you not shot a coot? 
Everyone has to shoot a coot. If you haven't, you haven't oh, been yeah. doing it long enough. Dude, like, we were at Coyote man. Creek Calling Classic last weekend, and we were talking with some guy. Who was that? Mm-mm. I don't know. Somebody that was just like, oh, man, them rough days where it's just a coot <laughs> smash. <laughs> Like, oh yeah, dude. He's like, oh yeah. If you're, if you haven't shot coots, you haven't hunted Minnesota. Yeah, you haven't been sure. on Minnesota opener you on see, the river. You see that damn head just bobbing through there. You're like, I'm not gonna shoot it. No, I'm not. Gonna oh, hear, yeah. you hear those, those things been there for like 15 minutes. You're like, oh yeah, I'm gonna shoot it. <laughs> dude, you hear those feet just. Yep. On yep. the water, and it's like, oh yeah, I'm gonna do it. You're like, I'm not gonna shoot anything other than mallards today, and you hear the. And just then it's a like, water you know walker. what? Yep, I'm gonna crush him. Ding! <laughs> totally. Dude, my dog won't even retrieve him. Hates the taste. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen Riley pick up and drop for sure some coots. It's so, bad. So this is I don't know. I mean, I'm sure the statute of limitations is probably passed by now. But oh, yes. uh, <laughs> I don't know. I, have, I don't know. If seven guys, years. Seven years. Okay, I don't know if no, you know where I'm going here, but <laughs> hell divers. Hell divers? I think they're like a grebe. For oh, sure yeah. a grebe, dude. Yeah. Yeah, so when I was a kid. That's like, all you have to say. Enough said. Yeah. No, um, when you were a kid. Yeah. And, I think uh, everyone's accidentally shot a grebe. Oh, yeah. So I don't think I've ever shot. Like, the, like the cool thing about them is, like, that's a great way to break up a, uh, you know, a slow morning. But I have shot at, when I was a kid, a lot of hell divers. We call them. Yeah. And, like, I, I swear you could shoot them from, like, shoot at them from, like, I don't know, 15 feet? Maybe. And they would, would, I'd never shot one in my life. You tried and you couldn't do it. So I don't really know if trying is illegal. Probably, yeah, it is illegal. Definitely illegal. But I've, like, and I didn't know any better. But, like, you couldn't hit those damn things. Oh, yeah. So coots were, coots Coots were more on the menu. Hey, guys, I just got a phone call from Connor. Uh, guys just up my shit again about mentioning that if you go to midwestflyways.com slash shop, you can get all of our latest merchandise. That's your favorite hunting hoodie, your favorite hunting t-shirt. If you're hunting in Minnesota during early season, just go to midwestflyways.com slash shop for your latest merch today. Um, all right. So Ben, tell us a crazy hunting story. You've been around. You've seen some fun stuff. You're a little bit of a slut, right? Yeah, oh, yeah. You've been yeah. Around, yeah. <laughs> he told us what he did in Mississippi. <laughs> oh, yeah. We know. Yeah. Tell us a crazy hunting story. Oh, I want I got, that weird <laughs> shit, dude. Oh, gosh. Well, let me show you my toes here. Your toes? Well, He's got an OnlyFans I thought you said you were into dude. weird stuff. Like, you, you got an OnlyFans for your toes. Yeah, big money. Big money, big dude. Big money. Yeah, I mean, big they, money. They, people you, are paying for this you stuff. You think day jobs? <laughs> I just do this Waste. for fun. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is just a good time. <laughs> good excuse to travel. Oh, man. Like, there's, it's kind of been all over the board. Um, what? Let's try to think. Oh, well, no, I don't know. Let's see this one. We'll try this one on for size. If you all don't right. like it, we'll go to plan B no, here. We'll like it. Um, so, actually, it was that hunt that we just, I don't know if we talked about it, but where every single duck we saw in the sky came to that pond. Yeah. So... It was, it was, we had drove, driven two trucks there and my buddy who is just, he's still my best friend today. He's just a dipshit. Just the funniest motherfucker ever. <laughs> just a dipshit. And, uh, so we got there and we were going to go, you know, shoot some birds, go hang out in the field, drink some beer and then sleep out there and go hunt. Yeah. And so, <laughs> so we, 
we get done. It was an epic hunt. Have a few beers. We're like, all right, well, let, let's. Uh, we still had time. We were gonna go scout a little bit, and like, oh, he's doing this deal where he's fumbling in his pockets, checking uh, every pocket. Yeah, looking for the keys. Oh boy! And it's like, ah, oh, dude, I don't have my keys. It's like, all right, <laughs> we had two trucks. It's fine. Like, he's like, you just go stay here. We're gonna go scout. Like in the cattails. I don't know where they were. Never found no, them. no, like he oh. stayed in the cat. No, no, he or? went walk. We walked back to the truck because okay. we were done shooting. Yeah, and so he's hanging out the truck drinking beer, and, <coughs> and so we start scouting, and like we get, I think we were like an hour away from there, and and then we we're like, well, we should probably eat some dinner, and <laughs> met some girls at the bar. Okay, oh, no. just some small town. Like, sure, put in, and then we like ended up just tying one on. <laughs> We were just like shit faced. Yeah. And all of a sudden, like before you know it, it's like one in the morning and this town didn't have great cell service at the time and the bar Perfect. and then we, we get out of the bar and all of a sudden, ding, 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 ding. And like one o'clock in the morning, all of a sudden he's like, you get the string of calls and text messages. Like, dude, I'm still out in the field. <laughs> so he was still waiting Fuck. behind his truck. Oh my God. And it's, and it's like, at this point we can't do anything. Yeah. Like, because we were shit-faced. Yeah. And so it's like, I don't know, dude. Like, we were probably three hours from Fargo. Oh. From home. So it's like, I don't know, dude. You're just going to have to sleep in your truck. and. But he didn't have the keys. No, no. It's was like it locked? Bed of his truck. <laughs> oh, truck was locked. Fuck. Yeah. Dude, you are <laughs> such an asshole. What time know. of year is this? Oh, is it probably in September? <clears throat> no, it was October. So yeah, it was getting a little chilly. At why night, but why not did bad. you guys leave him here? Leave him there Dude, in the they, first place. Why didn't you just take we him with gonna, you? Because we were gonna go. We thought we were just gonna scout around the area. Like we had a number of like, like there were a lot of ducks using this one roost. So we thought we were gonna. And they just wanted to sit. And, he just wanted to sit and like I'll just sit and drink beer and kind of load everything up in my truck and look for the keys. Yeah, and he did not find. Did not find the keys. <laughs> so great success. So he is not king of castle. <laughs> <laughs> He did not have a chair for sure that night. <laughs> so I did not have a chair. So the thing is, though, what ended up happening? Did he end up finding keys? Did someone have to bring him a spare key? Like, no, what we, had to, we ended up going and picking him up the next morning and then going hunting. Bro, I wouldn't have hung out with you guys again. I would have been so bummed. Well, I mean, shit. Yeah, but we, they we were like together. canned. What are they going to do? Yeah. And it's I mean, like, they went into the bar to get dinner. Then they have no cell service. Then they're drunk. Then they come out. We were like an hour away. Yeah, they probably thought he was just chilling somewhere. He's fine. Well, we just forgot him. We met these girls, and we were all like, hell yeah. Like, this is great. Froth loins. Uh-huh. <laughs> Dude. So then they probably left at like 10 o'clock, and we were already like, oh, shit. All right. Too far gone. Yeah. So this guy never found the keys? Nope, never found them. Had to go back. We, we hunted the next day, picked him up. We picked him up when hunting. Yeah. That would have been a really dick. That move. would have been a real dick pick move. Him up. Hey, dude, we found the six spot, but it's too far to come and get yeah. you. Yeah. So we picked him up, hunted, drove back to Fargo, and then we came back out the next night to scout, oh or that same God. night to scout. So he he grabbed his spare set and yep, that was That's a so crazy. Was his truck in a field? Yeah, it was just parked in in a farmer's parked field. Parked in like some wheat field in VFE, North Dakota. Did he like call the farmer and he's like, "Hey, my truck's staying there." Or he just left it no, and came just back left for it. it. Yeah. God. Can you imagine being the farmer next day, though? No, I'm hey, sure dude, you probably somebody's never saw trucks it. in my fucking field, <laughs> and nobody's here. Yeah, dude, I would have been so angry with you. 
Yeah, I mean, it, it's I I wouldn't have been angry with like straight out you, but I would have been just so bummed about the situation. He had plenty of beer. He was fine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, for sure, he wasn't going to be could, thirsty. Well, he couldn't charge his phone, so he didn't eat. <laughs> oh, well, we probably had snacks. He's yeah, anyways, he had snacks with him. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it was a total dick move. But just, but you didn't try. Not really. You didn't have bad intentions. No, we okay. just got our foot stuck in the fun wheel. So. You just let me know if this is a bad question or not, okay? And we're coming towards the end of the podcast, but, like, there is base map, and there's, like, all these other, like, essentially, to me, they're knockoff Onyx. Yep. Because I was introduced to Onyx first, came straight from a plat map to Onyx, mm-hmm. and I was like, holy shit, this is life-changing, yep. you know? The only thing that you guys haven't done is put the farmer's numbers on there. Yep. Is that a thing with the Patriot Act, or what is the reason for that? We could do it. For sure, but it's, you know, it's out of respect for the farmers, right? Like, we have already uncovered so much about these people, their yeah. lives, right? Yeah, you know, so yeah. you're just doing it out of respect? Yeah. Re- and that's from, like, the higher-ups at the company? Yeah, that's just, I mean, it, we, we've we've talked about it ad nauseum, right? Like, yeah. we could do it. We could turn it on and have all their numbers on it, but, I mean. Do you have all their numbers? No. I wish. <laughs> but, I mean, white pages, right? You can find anything. For sure. But well, that's another payable subscription, you know? Yeah, exactly. But so uh, if you talk to like, for example, it was, I think it was Montana Game and Fish. They just held like a, I don't know if symposium is the right word, but yeah. like as hunters, like we're already getting a lot of backlash, right? With, from, from technology. For sure. So it's like trying to live in harmony. So, like, we already have uncovered so much about these people, who owns what, their address, yep. et cetera. It's like there's some things that just have to be, you know, you still have to work at it just to, sure. to, to help kind of protect their privacy. So And so say someone like Basemap just says, fuck it, and they put the people's numbers on there, and you're just like, yeah, I go, mean. Go ahead, man. Go like ahead. It's not, yeah, at the end of the day, it's like it's not, like, you have to have some sort of line, right? Like yeah, whether it's I dig that. ethics, et cetera. Sure. Like, I don't yeah, like man. it, but I dig it. Yeah. You know, like I, I get it. I like but it I'm, for you guys. Yeah. So I don't like it for me. I think it's admirable. Um, and then what, what makes you better than those other companies? I mean, like why would someone get Onyx versus anyone else? Like, I mean, just sell yourself right now because. Yeah. So it, it's, th- this is not the sexiest thing. If there was a feature race, you probably wouldn't win and that's okay. Like, but at the end of the day, our, I guess our motto, well, it's kind of our motto, but you can stake your life on it, right? So if I was going into the backcountry or whatever for, and I had to, my life depended on this app working, Yeah, I would, I would, I could trust that Onyx would work, yeah. right? I for could sure. stake my life that I could get out from this app. Yeah. So it's the most stable it's not, you're not going to crash. You, the features are going to work. Yep. Um, and then now we're working on, you know, we're talking about feature stuff. We're, we are building not necessarily just data, but we're analyzing. So we're building things that are combining multiple data sources to help do some pretty next level shit hmm. outside of just, you know, I can see this on a map. Yeah, sure. Hmm. Yep, it's kind of crazy. And then, if you let's say you got fired tomorrow, 
He's still using Onyx. Yeah. 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 I I mean, I could be wrongfully fired and I would, I'd still use it. Um, The other thing too is like we, (laughs) yeah, well. I like how brutally, honestly. Yeah. (laughs) If I get wrongfully fired, okay. Oddly specific. Okay. (laughs) After this podcast. (laughs) Yeah, no shit. Yeah. Um, But the other thing is like we, one of our main tenants of the company is access, right? So we actively create more public access for everyday hunters. Like that is, that is our founder, Eric Siegfried. That was his, one of his main pillars is that he is going to give back and help open up land to everyone. Yeah. So like like make public land access more available to the everyday person, essentially. Exactly. So whether that's, um, even through like educational things, like, uh, I don't know if you see the, saw the corner lock report. Yes. I was just going to ask you about that. I was going to ask what you thought about that. Yeah. So like that is, that is what he's talking about. I have not seen. Okay. So one of the big, big issues in the West is, um, obviously landlocked land. So we put out, first we put out a report called landlocked and we did it in East, South, uh, Midwest and the West. Essentially, highlighting how many acres of public land you can't legally get to without a helicopter. Yeah. They don't have easements. Like meandering water. Right. Yeah. Like that type of shit. So, so that was kind of, that was on the education side. Then we released corner lock. So there was a big case in Wyoming Yep. where, so if you have two, two pieces of like, let's just say, uh, six forties. So sections of land that abut at the corner. So like kitty corner, essentially. Yeah. You cannot legally go from one corner to the other corner, right? If they were together side by side, you could obviously go jump the fence. And, but if they're at the corner, they're saying you legally can't get onto that other property. So um, then we made a report highlighting how many acres of land were corner locked. So how many, how many is it? I don't know. Is a lot. Yeah, it's a, a pile. Sh- it's a, especially in the West. Not as big deal out here, but in the West, it's significant. So, so what's the end goal with it? I'm sorry. So picture uh, like a square, and all the land around that square is private. I totally get it. Yeah, okay. I understand yeah, okay. it 100%. So what's the goal with that, though? Well, one of the main things is just like through that, that it's just education, right? Bringing to light, like it's it's a problem, right? Like we have all of these acreage acres of land that we pay for right yeah that are publicly accessible you and i own them that you can't access right yeah so that's through the education then in terms of like uh opening up land like we donate a lot of money to whether it's buying land helping uh like ngos like pheasants forever rmef donating money for them to buy land to go help either a just create more huntable acres yeah. or b help with the landlock situation etc so i mean you can feel good that when you're getting onyx you're also supporting these i guess philanthropic opportunities yeah. essentially yep. becoming more viable yeah i had <clears throat> the interesting opportunity to sit down and have breakfast with one of the um one of the directors for rmef oh and learned a ton i was at chacho Okay. Um, and learned so much about what they do um, to create opportunities for people to hunt elk um, on different pieces of land. And it totally blew my mind. I mean, I've heard yeah. a lot of stories and 
talked to people from like Ducks Unlimited and, you know, heard about all the stuff they do. Um, but yeah, RMEF, I mean, I don't know, I, maybe, and I know all the other organizations have a lot of stuff like that, but mm-hmm. it, it blew my mind. Yeah. It's truthfully. It's awesome. So I just looked it up here. 8.3 million acres of corner locked land. Holy shit. More than half of the West total landlock area. That's so yeah. insane. So it's 8.3 million acres. Now imagine if one of those like properties opened up essentially a railroad. Or allowing any- like foot traffic to mm-hmm. get to that public property. Mm-hmm. And the government paid them X amount of thousands of dollars yeah. to allow access onto their property. Like you just fence it off like a... Um, like minimum maintenance roads, right? Yeah, like That's how I picture it. Like yeah, it's it's, an, it's a literal easement. path. Yep. Yeah, an easement. Yep. For them to go on, like, why isn't anyone doing that? Just because they want the only access to that public property, or what's like the main? Well, right. I mean, it's like I don't know. Like I battle with it internally. Like let's just say I owned. Yeah, I don't want people on my fucking shit. Yeah, like let's just say I had a piece of property that essentially locked off another six forty. That is that lands essentially for hunting it's mine right like would you i get it would you would you do it like right that's a that's a question i think that <laughs> i think it's it's an interesting question because do you hunt yeah you know so if i'm a farmer and i or if i own a bunch of land yeah and i got landlocked land behind me that i've been hunting for 20 years i'm not really super stoked about it yeah but if I'm not a hunter, yeah, then it doesn't. Then doesn't matter. Why, why much, would I have yeah, a problem but, with it? But. And then now it's like, uh, I mean, this is talking more about big game, but it's definitely in the waterfall space applicable as well. But like the monetization, monetization, Jesus, holy, yeah. Oh, all right, you're oh, not sleeping anymore. It's yeah. okay. I'll help you. Of uh, you know, of whether it's big game or waterfall, right? Like that's more apparent now than it's ever been. People paying. Like now the going rate for a good elk hunt is ten to fifteen thousand yep. dollars. Yeah. Right. So like th- that that land has a lot of value. Yeah. For people that are ex- I guess exploiting that public land. So Yeah, it's hmm. crazy. Interesting man. shit. Hmm. Okay, one more question for you. Shoot away. Um, so waterfowl is like your favorite thing, right? Or well that's uh, that was a question for me too, because yeah. I know that you Hunted a lot of waterfowl in college, but like at this point, is it? I probably like bird hunting more, upland hunting. Really? I probably do. Yeah, I definitely do more. What, what about it is more fun to you? Dogs. Um, it's romantic. Yeah, I get a girl at my <laughs> my mustache. Fuck. And, me and Cal are gonna go. I God, can't we wait. gotta go. Just we'll just go drive around in the North Woods and. Dude, I don't know. Sh- I honestly, go I had, do not have experience. You know, like never really, shot grouse. You really? know, I mean, doing a whole lot of of bird hunting outside yeah. of waterfowl so I, I, the the reason that kind of sold me on it is just dogs like mm. the amount of dog work that goes into like yeah duck hunting like a good dog is great but man i hunted a lot of years without a dog and it was fine right but well, yeah. field hunting yeah yeah or even you're talking water. about I mean, upland you, i'm talking like like waterfowl you didn't necessarily okay. I, I shot shot a ton of ducks without ever having a dog all yeah, through oh, college yeah. i didn't have a dog um, oh, I see where you're going with that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you can, but but when you're t- in terms of upland hunting, it's like that's your lifeline, right? Like you live and die with that dog and find because you've got, you've got let's just say five thousand acres in front of you. Yeah. Like, are you gonna go walk? Like all five thousand of them exactly within like you're. I mean, you've got to take ten foot passes for five thousand acres. Yeah. 
Like, no, you're not going to do that. So, like, I just got really hooked into the dogs. And, totally. like, that does it for me. So you have a pointer? Yep, I've got I've got two two Drothars. Oh, um, wow. Yep, so ran them through all their tests. And, and obviously, Mississippi was nice because I could duck hunt with them and then go take them and bird hunt as well. So I've got two draughts and then an English pointer now. Nice. Yeah. Cool, man. So Is your English pointer your new one? Yeah. You have a lot of dogs. And then I've got another. My wife's got a house dog, too. So Mm. we've got four dogs. So a lot of hair. A lot of hair. Tons of hair. (laughs) Fuck yeah. Yep. You should see my truck. (laughs) Oh, yeah. But, yeah, it's nice because I can go load up and, like, we'll go to North Dakota and go shoot ducks, shoot pheasants, and just have a big time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. North Dakota is so good for that, dude. The dish chickens are just plentiful. Yeah. Especially if you know what you're looking for. Dude, there's this section of Minnesota that I go to every year, and there's so much public land, so much. And I will, I go out there every Christmas, and people are saying that the pheasant population in Minnesota are dying, but I guess I've just grew up and have got always gone to like the best areas. Yeah, had have to have been. And you go out there during Christmas, and my oldest sister and I hunt together whenever we're together, and yeah. it's that time of year. But my other two sisters do not. And okay. so it's like Christmas time. We've been together with family for like three, four days. Right. And I'm like, it's time. Hey, just grab a couple beers and let's go walk, you know, this WMA, WPA. Yeah. Everything's frozen. You know, you walk the cattails. Yeah. And the trick is <clears throat> finding a cornfield right next to the WMA you know or it. WPA. You got it figured out. Mm-hmm. And I have a black lab mixed with something. I don't know what it is, but she is just so naturally birdie. Yeah. And she has such a good nose on her that she will always find a pheasant. Yeah. See, every that, fucking time. That's just what does it. Like, I get fired up talking about that. Like, I just, I love the dogs. I love that aspect. Mm-hmm. But no, it's there. Upland is really fun. Like, I don't mind it. I grew up doing it for sure. Yeah. And my dad was like, yeah, I have an over under for pheasants, mm-hmm. you know. But at the same time, he'll pull out his Benelli for. Yeah, shooting waterfowl. Yeah, and, and and I don't know if what it what it was why I transitioned. I mean, hey, like we were talking about duck hunting, while shooting waterfowl is a lot of work, right? Mm-hmm. Like now, I, there's no, no. I just go <laughs> put on drink, your orange, drink a bunch of beer, and it doesn't open till nine o'clock or whatever, yeah. and then go out and watch a dog work, and yeah. That's so cool, so if you, so I guess it doesn't really pertain to pheasant hunting, or maybe it does. I don't know. <clears throat> But, like, there's not really, like, a whole lot of, like, idols in, uh, or, like, people that I would have looked up to in Upland bird hunting. But maybe yeah. I'm just not so much into that. But, like, if you could hunt with one person, dead or alive, who would it be? For sure shooting ducks or whatever. Oh, I'd have to go with Nash Buckingham. I don't know who that is. I don't know who that is oh, either. So he's, like, a he is an idol down in the south. Like, he has, he's really? written a number of books. Like, one of them was uh, Shooting This Gentleman. Oh, I know exactly what you're talking about. Okay. Yeah. So if you, it's an interesting story. If you ever, you're screwing around on the internet, Google Nash Buckingham, Bo Whoop, which is what he <laughs> named his shotgun. It was a side-by-side shotgun. Bo Whoop. Bo Whoop. Okay. Yeah. And like the, the guy was just interesting. So A, it would have been fun to, you know, obviously hear stories from like a completely different time period. Like obviously the hunting was a whole lot different, but yeah. Like just the tradition. That's the cool thing about the South. Also, is just the amount of tradition that goes into it. Mm-hmm. Heritage. Yeah, yeah exactly. So I would definitely go with Nash Buckingham. 
And what was his big deal? Was it waterfowl or waterfall? Yeah. Yep. And what was the, his era? Because I don't know him by name. I had to have been in the like early 1900s. Okay. Yeah. Old, old timer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so like at that point they still had quail. So he'll talk about, you know, they'll go shoot ducks and then um, go shoot quail in the afternoon with pointing dogs. Like it was just obviously a different time. But he was kind of in that, you know, northwest Mississippi, like Tunica, just right across the border from, from uh, uh, Arkansas there. And so like that club, I think still exists today the club that he hunted at so okay yeah i mean it's just it, it's it's hard to read the books they're really good but it's just like i mean the like the language is just different so a coming from the north and not having exposure it'd be like a just complete pain in the ass read but like after mm. being immersed in the culture a little bit it's like okay like this is this you is can pretty feel su- where it's coming from yeah this is pretty sweet so so um, what's the book called again the shooting is gentleman like d-e <laughs> Death. The yeah, shooting is. Sh- it's like shootingness. Shootingness. Something like that, gentlemen. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. Gentlemen's for sure misspelled. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I think it's like El instead of yeah, L. For sure. So they've got like a big, I think in the Bass of the Pyramid in Memphis, they have a like a section kind of dedicated to him. So that's pretty. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. That is so cool, man. Uh-huh. Now the, here's the thing. I know that we're interviewing you, but what would you say? Yeah, I've got a couple. Yeah, because I, I like never have talked about this really with you, but that's interesting. All, all the conversations you've had, this has never come up. I know. I, I like mean, right. well, here's the thing. Well, Joe, you're, you're Joe older than me and by um, three years. Yeah, but like you you're very cultured in the hunting industry. You've, been around. you've is, seen a lot of stuff, which you've is seen cool. some shit. That's why I asked <laughs> you. You've seen some shit. No, because Joe here's the thing, Joey, and I don't know what you know too much about Joey either, Ben, but like Joey did grow up in sort of a unique situation because, like, Joey grew up hunting with Tim Grounds. You know, did you hunt with Fred Zink? Apparently, I don't. Rem- I was too young. Sure. So, like, oh, you know, know Joey that. Joey's dad owned a guide service back in the day, oh, and so, shit. you know, Joey grew up in like a waterfall family. Lock Waparel in the nineties. Oh gosh, so you yeah. were in the thick of it. Yeah, but I was so, born in ninety three. So it's like when they sold the lodge, I was four, and now Graham from Max Out Guides runs that lodge gotcha and so it's just kind of like weird how full circle that thing has gone yeah but uh tim was really cool i do remember tim very well actually it was a just a super cool dude but i've got like two or three um i would love to go back in time being my age and hunt with my dad's old hunting group oh so it's uh pete carlson grady stevens and adam rometta Grady Stevens and Adam Rometta were like top of the calling circuit back in the 90s. That's super and I was cool. just talking to Dan Gertz at the calling contest mm-hmm. this weekend. It's just like, oh, yeah, where are you from? Whatever, whatever. I was like, uh, oh, so you, you've lived here your entire life. Okay. Yeah, I've hunted with Tim a bunch. I was like, oh, do you know Grady Stevens? He's like, I competed against him in contests. He was fucking awesome. Yeah. And I was like, he was like an uncle to me. He's like, no fucking way. So, you know, Adam Meta, And it's just like, oh, my God. Yeah. You know, it's like old home weeks. It's a small world. Oh, super small. Well, the hunting community. Oh, yeah, God. tiny. Especially like goose hunting community. Yeah. Come on. So, it's like Kelly Powers. Mm-hmm. Keith Allen, dude. He just seems like a fucking stud. Um, Field Hudnall. I would love to go back in time and hunt with Tim Grounds and Hunter Grounds back in the day. Yeah. Like, I can picture it, but I don't remember, like, actual things yeah i was too young um but i think my number one pick would be to hunt with my dad um 
and all of his buddies back in the day because they were grinding, bro. They'd go out at night and spot lamp and see where the birds were the Jeez. night before because back then, apparently, they wouldn't roost in that area. They'd sleep in the field, melt the mm-hmm. snow, and then they'd fly out to water in the morning and then come back to the field. That's wild. So the way that they shot him back then is they would fucking find him in the field the night before, call the farmer, go and knock on his door at like 10 o'clock at night, and give him a shitload of money and just be like, hey, we got clients in the morning. Can we shoot your field? That's going to send me into a tailspin Dude. for the rest of the night. Like, I, I didn't know that. But yeah, like, it would but be. But that was like a three year deal out there because they got so much snow yeah. that the birds, like, had to sleep in the field, go to water, then come back. That's super interesting. Super weird. Yeah. And now birds are feeding at night. So, you know, yeah. shit changes. <laughs> right. That, yeah, That's, feeding what, by the moonlight. What about you, Cal? What would mine would for sure be Tim Grounds? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've thought a lot about it, and like, just I think for me, because I'm a romantic, you know, <laughs> like just the stories of Tim, and you know, I did get to see you know a little bit of like content on like Instagram and stuff before Tim passed away, and so like his personality to me, now that he's especially gone on, yeah. you know, it's just like larger than life to me. Yeah. I've heard so many stories and like, you know, interviewing guys like Alex Langbell, um, you know, or like Stan Guzzi and like talking to those guys who have really been doing it forever and they've hunted with those guys and like grew up and came mm-hmm. up with those guys. I mean, those, it's all an incredible experience every time I talk to him, but Tim, Tim's personality was just, it just has sent, you know, major sound waves through the industry and like echoes and you hear about them all the time still. Yeah. And that's, you know, like we were talking about Will Primos earlier. Like I have, I had limited interaction with Tim, but I remember I had bought, I had bought a call. It was like my first high end acrylic goose call. A grounds call. Yep. Yeah. And I, and I don't know, I screwed the guts up. And so I called up and I you expecting to get customer service and he answered. And at the time yeah. I was like, Oh Holy yeah. shit! Yeah, your heart stops a little <laughs> bit. It's like oh, I got, you got, got, got a goose call. Can I send in? <laughs> Guts bad. Yeah, just making out <laughs> yeah. words. Like I was probably I don't know twelve, ten, twelve years old or whatever. And yeah, and he's like, yeah, like yeah. And I was like, how much? How much do I need to send? He's like, don't worry, dude. Like I'll just take care of it for you. And 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 so like, yeah, like that limited interaction completely changed the way. Like I how I thought about it. And, and what I fear is that that's going to change. Like, and there's a lot of good people, but man, I don't know if they make them like that anymore. Yeah. Well, another interesting thing to me is even though Tim, you know, didn't come up in like the age of social media, just from like what I've heard from people, Tim was so good at like outreach and like making you feel like Tim really gave a shit about you. And I always see at Joey's lodge, um, there's a, a Bible that is a Tim Grounds Bible. Nat, oh. Nat that gear. It's in Nat gear. That's cool. And I'm just like, okay. You would send it out to people. So cool, dude. And then like yeah, I saw the, sure. I saw, I don't know what it was. It was a ways back, but Hunter posted on the Tim Grounds page. that like after Tim won his world championship, he had like a starter style, like old, like oh. uh, club. What is that called? Like. Are you talking about um, the jacket? He had a jacket made. Like, like the NBA, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like And it had like, it said he had it embroidered, like world champion. Mm-hmm. And then his logo on the back, yeah. you know? And then I saw another picture of Tim hunting in the field and like he had his own like Nat gear hoodie or whatever inscribed in the left yeah. chest or the right chest, world champion. Yeah. And I'm just like, dude, his whole personality, like everything about him was just like, 
Yeah. It's kind of like a rock star. Yeah. I mean, in a way. Yeah. And a lot of the, I mean, the larger than life personalities, but then they, they back it up. Right. It's oh, not they're just, just like, so humble at the same time. Well, I mean, I, I know we're, we, we're probably over time here, but no, like, you're good. do you think, do you think, I mean, you, you see those guys like your, your Will Primos, your Tim Grounds that are just like, just genuinely fantastic human beings. Like, do you think, and granted that was a different age, right? That was before social media. That was like videos. Like you actually had to know your shit to, to oh, yeah. become that. Yeah. Do you think we'll see that? Or do you think it'll just be a dick measuring contest and school? Cause I mean, the, the, granted there's a lot of good people, but it just seems like it's a constant dick measuring it is contest a dick measuring to get contest. to the top of whatever the hell it is. Um, good guys don't win necessarily. I don't know. It's like a yes and no on that. And I think part of it is, do you think that there's a certain age though that you get to where it's like not anymore? Because yeah. I think we're pretty young. So like, yeah. and a lot of the guys I know in waterfowl now are pretty young. Yeah. And I guess I would consider young, like 35 or 40 and under. Yeah. I mean, there's not a lot of like, you know, Tim's, you know, there's 55 year old guys that are just chasing geese as much as he did before he passed away. And so I don't know. Do you think by like 50, you know, like some of the people in the industry now, it's not going to be like that. And the young guys are going to look up to, I almost feel like we're in a little bit of a change into the guard. Oh, for sure. You know? And I think there was a lot of like guys that are Fred Zink, Lang Bell, you know, that, those, that age, yeah. you know, that mid to late forties, early fifties and on. Mm-hmm. And then, and then I feel like there's a huge gap and it kind of goes to like 30 year old guys and younger. Yeah. I mean, I think, again, I think the advent of technology, social media has changed a lot of that and do you think people will be able to stay because back in the day it was like you could just be a badass and be a good person and you know let's just say get on a few videos or win a few calling contests and be relevant but now like start to see like even instagram now it's like if if you're a badass on instagram and like you you're whatever i shouldn't say badass but you're posting a lot of content whatever and all of a sudden now tiktok comes yep and you've fallen out of relevance. 100%. So, like, do you th- is it just going to be a perpetual shit show of changing technology and you're going to get the 30-year-old guy that's got the big following? Like, I, it's interesting. You know, and there's a couple people, I won't name them, but there's a couple people that just fucking grind my gears, dude. Yeah. And, and I... And I really try not to hate anyone just because, one, it's such a super strong word. And, two, I don't like it when people just fuck fucking trash other people in the yeah, industry we when, it's already, when it's already dying. So I'm not going to name them. But I would love to have them on the podcast. But, like, these people that go out and just it's, – it's the them show. You know, like, they're constantly mm-hmm. filming themselves – and they, you can just tell, man, that they are so fucking in love with themselves where it's like, what are you doing? You know, like, is this for fame? Obviously. Are you trying to make so much money yep. based off of your appearance and who, like, you are perpetuating yourself as? Like, like who are you are, like, propping yourself up on a pedestal as? It's like, damn, dude. Yeah, just like, in it for the wrong reasons. Well, like, and, and, like, they're obviously passionate about this stuff, too, but, like, they care more about that than anything. Like yeah, they would they would give up the hunting for the fame. Yeah, it's like sure. all right if the trade off of okay you can have half a million followers or just continue to to do what you do shoot and, ducks. and shoot ducks. Yeah, yeah. like yep. there's a lot of people that'd be like, eh. 
So like take the in, followers in your position, right? Yeah. At on X, what do you think of those people? Because here's it's got to be a tough thing for you. Because like in a way, right? Like as a marketing director, like you almost you're in a crux because like what's going to sell like your part company? of your job yeah. to sell the company, but at the same time, it doesn't mean you like love that content. When so you, like when you shut that shit down. <laughs> oh, like I don't, I don't play with that shit at all really really yeah no like i don't care like there's a there's a lot of people that have giant followings that i don't you know would not even entertain that have approached you yeah really and what and what do you tell them like uh you know it's just you just Just not not a good just not an authentic fit right like we're we're all about authenticity and you know you're 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 great at what you do but i just don't it's just not the right fit Mm. yeah um it's just not worth a so a it's not worth it for your brand's reputation right like i don't it's going to be detrimental it. in the long yeah, run. Exactly. Yeah. Like this is not a sprint. It's a marathon, right? Yep. And a lot of people before me have put in a lot of effort into maintaining and building this, this brand. And gosh, the last thing you want to do is just get tangled up with some of that shit. And there's a lot of it right now. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it's an interesting thing. And, and it's weird because I don't know. For us, like we've said from from the very beginning, like it's not our personalities to care at all about that st- any of that yeah. stuff. And we have had, you know, multiple interactions where it's like, you know, we've we've had different companies together, you know, mm-hmm. or like we've we like are friends rivalries, with dude. we're friends with everybody, man. Yeah, you know, like I have no no anyone that's out there in waterfall that is helping get people into it. I don't, whatever your, you know, thing is, if you're, if you love waterfowl and you're doing it cause you want to hunt no yep. matter what, I can absolutely get behind it. Even if I don't agree with everything you do, you know, um, yeah. but, and it's weird because we feel that way and people will ask us like, what, why do you, why do you like that guy? Or like, yeah. I can't believe you hang out with that. Or you seen that guy. I can't believe that. And it's like, Why? Have you ever met that person? Do you know anything about any of that stuff? It's very weird, man. And it's interesting, too, because you see one thing online, right? And then you meet a lot of people are, you meet them in person, they're the same person. And then you see, yeah. see some people online, it's just like, holy shit, like you are not who you portray yourself as online. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that kind of grind. I mean, I get it. Like a lot of people came up through TV, et cetera, like doing that, right? That, that was sure. their shtick. Yep. But now it's like, it's changed like it, it kind of I don't know I don't like it what's your what's your advice to uh new kids as a marketing trying to director get, and like trying to get into the industry and like what kind of content should these kids be putting out especially from you because you what what was your first job after college so I, I, heard, I heard it was writing well yeah so I so first job out of college yeah I, I was an associate editor for a magazine wrote and started filming tv producing tv for primos and then mm-hmm. obviously getting into the marketing side yeah um that's a great question um like what's a company like on x looking for dude in terms of are they looking you, for followers are they looking for true genuine content yeah. are they looking for someone's like yeah. <clears throat> like midwest flyways dude we are not trying to suck someone's dick for a couple thousand dollars a year yeah. <laughs> and we're not huge you know but like that's yeah. what a lot of kids think that they need to do. They're tagging Sitka gear. They're tagging Onyx and every post. They're doing this, this, and this, and they think they're gonna get you know noticed or whatever. Yeah. So like, what's what's the way for these kids to break into the industry? I guess from your from your eyes, the hands down the best way is is build relationships. So it used to be in the day that 
well, I guess I used to think, and it still actually is a pr- probably a pretty good way is, is to, you know, meet people, whether that's at game fair, at trade shows. And I don't know how I feel about saying this, but I'll say it anyways, is like, um, and I did it to get to, I just shoot, shot photography for a lot of different brands in the industry is just like saying, Hey, here's here, here's some content. Here's some content, like love to work with you, et cetera. Now I don't know how I feel about like just giving away your shit for free. Cause when you give it away for free, it doesn't have any value. And it cheapens the market a lot. Yeah. Which I don't for guys that do really good stuff. Yeah. It's and, good for you. Yeah. And, and I think, I think, you know, people bitch about that all the time. Like, mm-hmm. Oh, it cheapens the market. I don't agree with that because if some kid with a, thousand dollar dslr can do what you're doing then you're not that great the problem trash. isn't problem isn't whether you can do what you're doing yeah. it's whether onyx needs what the other guy can do and because yeah. my dad was a commercial photographer for you know 40 years what or whatever before he retired product product Let's photography go. okay nice yep and so he shot for like red wing boots oh, and yeah. tons of different outdoor brands you know and i mean first firsthand my dad will tell you like it's not that the guy with the $1,000 DSLR can do what he can do. Yeah. It's that the company that's buying the photography doesn't yep. know the difference or they they don't need what my dad can do. Yeah. And so it's it's not cheapening the market in the sense that people aren't better. Yeah. It's that do does anyone on social media know the fucking difference? True. A. And B, in terms of catalogs, I mean, we shot photos that... And I don't even, I don't know if I should say this, but like we've taken photos that we've given to companies that have paid us and they've put it in a catalog. And I thought, holy shit, I would have never used that photo in a catalog, you know? Yeah, yeah, 100%. And so that's where it's tough. It is because because I've worked with a bunch of great photographers, yeah. product like like, and there is something special, and I think there's a place for both. But um, yeah, I mean, I guess going going back to the original question, like getting yeah. if you want to get into the industry, it's I think it's networking is the I mean that's the biggest thing I've learned. And like, what's and what's the best way for kids to network? So. Because anyone can, you know. Because you could send 100 DMs and never don't get responded fucking, to. Don't fucking send DMs. <laughs> don't fucking. So, and that's, the, that's why we're asking. Yeah. yeah. You know, because a lot of kids out there, like, all their interaction with everyone else the inter- in the world yep. is a DM. Yeah, I mean, this is like, because you have to realize, uh, and I, I'm not talking to you guys, I'm talking to people listening. No, right? you're, you're talking to us. And, okay. And that's, well, what, that's okay. Um, so it's. No, beat us up, dude. It's, uh, well, you guys don't do it, but it's, it's, it's just, it's building genuine relationships without expecting anything in return. And like, there you go. And that's the biggest thing. It's like, if I hit up, like if somebody hits me up on, on Instagram or whatever, it's like, that's, it it just feels it's cheap. Right. Um, but if somebody would say like put together something meaningful, a, a pitch or whatever. And even if I'm not interested, like even if it's not doing it, like what I, what I don't see is somebody coming back to me and saying, well, you know, oh, I thank you for looking at it. I really appreciate it. What, what could I do better? Right. Like help me make this product more marketable, whatever it is, whether it's photography, video, YouTube channel, et cetera. Yeah. It's coming back and just being like, okay, like what could I do better? Right. And, and saying, okay, thanks. Like, I would love in the future, like if I could bounce some things off you, right? Yeah. Like, because when you're, when you're talking to whatever, somebody in a marketing department or whatever, it's like, like that's, that's nice to hear a lot. So a, it's kind of 
you're stroking their because I've done it before. You're kind of stroking their ego, like, but at the same time, you genuinely want to learn, right? How yeah. to how to do it. And then, you know, the next pitch gets better. And it's like, no, it's still not good enough. Here's what you need to do. And then all of a sudden the third one, it's like, okay, like this is getting interesting. And then at that point you've had, whether it's phone calls, emails, et cetera, it's like you're starting to build rapport with people. It's not a short game, right? Yep. Yeah. And, and then all of a sudden it snowballs, right? Then they're saying, Hey, like let's, we want to invite you to a hunt. And all of a sudden at that hunt, you meet somebody else from another company. And again, not like if you're going into it for the wrong reasons, totally people, people know right away right through it. But like, if you just hang out, have a good time, like, like, yeah, this is fun. Like just get to know those people. Yep. And then you're going to start at the same, like parallel, you're going to be building up your skills, right? Yep. Like you're going to get, keep continuously getting better. Then all of a sudden there's going to become a time where it's like, okay, like, Hey, I know I met that guy at this, this duck hunt five years ago and he was a good stick. Like I'm going to give him a call. Mm. Right. And then that's how, that's how it comes together. And then once a lot of the times, once, you know, one of those dominoes (laughs) fall, all of a sudden you're in, you're in. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting you say that. And I'm going to say for the kids out there, we were using and supporting on X for three years before we did anything you know, substantial oh, together. I mean, officially, well, I was we, using we it, were. but talking with Jared and other mm-hmm. people at Onyx yep. we were for like three years. Yeah. So, I mean that. Well, I was using Onyx the first year it came out. So Yeah, yeah I've been yeah. using Onyx since <laughs> I started hunting, so I've yeah. been kind of lucky with that. But yeah, yeah, no, I mean, it's it does. It takes time. And I will say this. I don't know if young kids, you know, people coming up in it just don't have the experience, but like I've been a salesman too, mm-hmm. you know, in my career. And you have to, like, if you want to go get a new account in anything, I tell everybody that's in sales that's starting out, because I was a business development director for a few years. Sure. And it's it's three years. You know, if you start making headway in three years, there's an opportunity. Yeah. If you If you want it to work in a year, it's not going to happen no. and you'll never sign anything. No. You'll 100%. never, you'll never work on that at all. So. Well, I am a salesman. Yeah, right now. <laughs> and, um... I've been doing construction for 13 years, like since I was 17 Yeah, or technically 16, but, um, 13 years of like being an LLC Yeah, and dude, I've been doing roofing and everyone knows I'm a roofer, cider, do windows, gutters, everything. And then I became a GC at 23, 24, whatever, 25, I think it was. And, um, dude, every, every place in Minnesota every year gets hit with hail. And it's like, I get like maybe 10 phone calls a year. And it's like, oh, you don't have it or you do have it. Yep. And it's just like kind of shitty connections, whatever. A couple of them go through whatever. And then this year, for whatever reason, my phone rang like a motherfucker. And I'm like, finally, after 13 years, I didn't have to knock a damn door and I'm going to be able to take care of my family this year. You know what I mean? I mean, you plant those seeds. Yep. And do the right thing, and it'll come the to amount fruition. Of, the amount of free fucking work that I've done, just been for sure. friends buying a home. Hey, yeah. can you come and take a look at my home for me? Yeah, you're going to need a bid for this, this, and this. Oh, cool. Can you give me a bid? Sure. They get money off the asking price for that bid. Yeah. Don't do the work. Yeah. And, I, right. and I'm just like, oh, okay. Nothing? Not even like a hundred bucks for giving you like a legitimate bid from a general contractor. But, but then but all of a sudden, 
But all well, of a sudden, say your their neighbor needs something, and yep. then all of a sudden they talk to them, and and might exactly. you know for it's sure. a snowball. So the same thing with the industry, right? Um, but don't don't. I mean, I, I guess you could DM them to to get in the door, but I'd suggest like go to a trade show, right? That's yeah, because trade shows are kind of dying. Yeah, you know. Yeah, but dude, whenever I go to a trade show, I have a fucking blast. Yeah. I have so much fun. Now, working the actual booth, mm. not so fun. No. Because you have to stay mobile or, or you have to stay stationary. Stay there. And then you're hungover. <clears throat> and I'm, for a, sure. and I'm a nomad, dude. I'm going yeah, from here to days. there to there. Yeah. Well, Cal, Cal's sitting there, poor Cal, running the booth. And I'm just like <laughs> going from tent to tent to tent. Just be like, what's up? Just like yeah. a little jumping bean. Right. No, I'm yeah. the magical jumping bean. Yeah. Yeah. Joey sets up the booth and that's it. <laughs> Oh, I, I'm no. I'm, it's fine. I am the same guy. I'll set it up, and then they're like, "Have you seen Ben in the last three days?" <laughs> For yeah, sure, I'm around here somewhere. Ben, yeah, I'm just back. slinging yeah. merch. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just slinging. Just keeping merch. the lights on over no, here. Yeah, but, but that's your thing. Go to trade show and network and be a person. Yeah, I mean, just go up to someone and say, "Hey, I'm so and so." Like, if you if you're you're, you're whatever, they're your photographer. If you start a YouTube channel, just like say, "Hey, here's." Here's a sheet of paper and don't expect those people to ever call you back. Yep. Whatever. But then the next time you see them, it's like, oh yeah, yeah. I remember you. Hey, my, you know, I'm starting to get bigger. Like, and even if they don't, they're going to look back, you know, or whatever it is and be like, oh yeah, that, that dude did. I don't remember him, but now I put the connection together and now it's two times they've heard from you. And I would say too, you know, one thing, I mean, if, if you're going to like DM or comment or do something like that, just be be genuine about it you know like don't don't just say something just say something yeah i think another thing is like you said that can be very helpful is if you come to somebody with like a legit idea Mm -hmm. or a legit meaning for the conversation yeah you know i mean it may not work out you know it probably won't for the first couple tries but if you were to like even dm and just be like is there someone i can send this sweet idea to yeah and you know send me an email and you know whatever it is you might not hear back yeah, but and and the other thing I would tell people is like we're we're everyone's busy, right? Like we've all got family, oh, we've fuck. all got you right? had a kid two weeks ago. Yeah. yeah, yep. So like, don't keep sending emails saying, "Hey, have you seen my proposal? Hey, have you seen like like sometimes I don't know people are. Do you different. get that a lot? Oh yeah. Have you seen my proposal? Yeah, like, like hey, just checking back in, like, and that's like obviously a proven sales tactic, and it might just be me, but that drives my that drives me fucking wild. <laughs> like maybe like one like hey dude like it's checking in whatever but i've like some people email like daily and this is more okay, not necessarily this is not necessarily or, or even weekly and then at some point it just becomes like a oh, whole like yeah, yeah yeah if they didn't respond the first four times don't yeah. take it personally but they might not be interested the hard part though with that ben it's, is it's, 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 there are yeah. so many guys out there that are so busy that they legitimately mm-hmm. open and, and uh, read it but then don't think about it. Yes. And they forgot about you. Then you have true. to email yeah. them three weeks later and just be like, yeah, I know you're busy, man. Yeah. I'm just checking back in. There is a point and a limit to it. That is, but point. there are definitely people out there you're that are true. like so space brained that like, it's oh. not that they don't, they're not interested. That is a good. It's point. that they legitimately have no idea. Like that's what you're a, talking that's about. That's a good point. Yeah. That's a really good point. Yeah. So that's, that's tough. Cause like, I understand that. I know yeah. you get that. And there are guys probably at on X that you got to call three times to get an yeah. answer. On and something. I'm probably, I'm probably one of those for a lot of things. It's just like, Oh shit, dude, I'm sorry. Like that. Yeah. That is me actually. <laughs> you're busy. You're busy. Yeah. But well, man, thank you. 
dude, honestly, it's been fucking cool as shit to have you on. It's Thanks so real. much for coming over and like, can we get you on a hunt this year and like film it and whatever, or not film it and just care. like yeah. have a good time. I'd love to like, uh, this is, I genuinely appreciate you guys having me on. This is, this has been a great time. Yeah, man. Yeah. It's I really so appreciate I really appreciate your insight because you have the best of both worlds. You're young enough to know, but you've been doing it long enough to know how it should be. I don't know if it's good insight. It's insight. Whether no, it's, it's some kind of insight. Yeah, well, you're, exactly. it's good enough for you to have the job that you have. Yeah. So write that down. Yeah. Write, write it. Down. Get him a pen. Fake it till you make get it. A, get I him guess. A pen. Yeah. That's Cal's motto. Oh but. my god. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, guys, thanks so much for listening. Um, you you want people to follow you on social or not? Just Onyx. Yeah. If you're yeah, I mean, if you uh, if you want to learn more, if about you can Onyx, learn how to spell his last name. Look him yeah. up. Yeah. Exactly. Bredigan. Bredigan. Can yeah. I can I can I take a guess? Bredigan. Bredingen. It's, it's Bredingen. There's a silent Bredingen. Yeah. So B-R-E-N-T-I-N-G-T-O-N-G. Or no, no G at the end. Not even close. close. Oh, really? No. B-R-E-T-T-I-N-G-E-N. Yeah, that's correct. Ding, ding, ding. Well, change it. Okay. So <laughs> anyway. Um, anyway. Should have taken your wife's last name, dude. <laughs> Hanson would have been much easier. <laughs> oh, Fuck it, eh? Well, dude, had a blast having you on the podcast. Um Oh Guys. shit! That's a wrong one. Damn hey, it. dude, what you don't know like the buttons, dude. Techno. That oh, that's a that's one oh, of the just intros wait. for our videos. Yeah. Oh, it's pre-recorded, Ben. Don't worry. It's gonna be in the video. It's gonna be in the podcast. You're gonna leave it in the video. You guys? No, no, like, no. I'm saying this intro will be in the podcast. Oh, I'll put it in. You guys have all sorts of cool shit dude. over here. Well, it's we not. should play our closing song. That's what I was trying to do. Right. What's Kamayon? What's like semi-sonic, like closing time. Oh, we wrap Boys. it up. We wrap it up with the Kamayon, bro. Here's the deal, man. You got Becky G dancing in an RV to this song. First of all, you're going to get a little bit hard. Okay? Just straight up. And then also, had one of the worst days of my life. And then I heard this song, man, and I it honestly raised my you spirits. You can't be mad listening to this song. I can't remember what podcast it was. But I, I couldn't stop talking about it, and I played it on my phone on the board. Come on, come on, come on, come on, Boys, you just need to do some uh, polka. Oh, Ooh. oh, I love polka. Me too. Yeah. Oh. You like to polka? Oh, I'll do the You went to polka, you like to polka dude? Place. You find the right bar. You ever hear the Minnesota polka? <laughs> no. Oh. We have to hear it. We have to hear it. Pretty delicious. All right. All right. Thanks, boys. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening. We'll see you soon.